just want to hop in here at the beginning and let folks know that I completely dropped the fucking ball on this one and forgot to mention that our new theme song is written, composed, and performed by Vitizen. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. Enjoy the rest of this perfect episode. Universe's greatest Star Trek podcast. Why just why and why just limit it to Star Trek? The world's what? greatest anything ever. I mean, we're pretty fucking awesome. This is gonna <laughs> this is gonna be a laid back episode with me, your host Jeff, and me, the other guy, Josh. Let me turn this fan off. There we go. Now I <laughs> now I can now I can hear I can hear shit. It's a fun laid back episode because I've gotten three hours of sleep t- last night and three hours of sleep the night before. How's that drilling in your house going? It's uh, it's thrilling, <laughs> dude. I get pissed off when like there's a truck outside and I can hear it. I can't imagine them like drilling well, I've, holes. I've in the been buildings. down there both days to talk to them about it, and they're, just they're both like, get oh, up. "We gotta do, we gotta do." <laughs> you should just get up and like get a bathrobe on and go out and just watch them. Just sip your coffee and watch them, and be like, "Hey, uh, what are you guys doing?" Like, make them tell you about what they're doing. They'll love that. They will love that talking about it. I wish I had a like a drill or a saw or something so I could go out and like every time they drill, put it right next to their head and turn my saw on full blast. Yeah, they wouldn't like that. They would not care for that at all. But that's not what this episode's about. <laughs> it could be. Why not? This episode is this is not Jeff and Josh shoot the shit. It's M Class Podcast, a podcast oh. where we sit down and pick apart an episode of Star Trek throughout the storied history of the series. And pick it apart and make juvenile jokes the whole time. Butt jokes. Wiener jokes. Wieners inside of butt jokes. Poop jokes. That comes out of a butt. Uh, it comes. That's like a reverse wiener coming out of your butt. Oh my god, you've broken the code. I never thought about it. <laughs> this episode that we're going to be talking about today is from Deep Space Nine. It is uh, Season 3, Episode 9, Defiant. Yeah. Uh, it's important to note this is... A, Probably, like, a little bit before the show really catches its footing. This is right, like, right when it gets good, honestly. Like, after this, like, there's some shit in this episode where you're like, oh, okay, I remember this. Like, I forgot that this yeah, kind of happened. Yeah, like, shit has you know started I mean? already, Yeah, right? it's already, yeah. But, uh, like, we're past the point where we've gone into the, the Gamma Quadrant. We're past the point where, like, we've learned that there's a problem there. But this is a, a fun episode where we meet up again with Thomas Riker, 
the transporter duplicate of Will Riker, who uh, uh, just makes the worst life decisions you could possibly make. It only feels like last week we met this amazing <laughs> character who surely will be around for seasons to come. My favorite part of this episode is at the very, very end where Kira's like, we'll get you out, Tom, I promise, and then That's immediately <laughs> forgets about him forever. <laughs> and then she, it cuts to her like in her quarters, and she's like in a bathtub, and she's like, wasn't there something I was supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'll think of it. She just has sex with like the president of Bajor, and then the <laughs> spiritual Pariah. leader of Bajor. Yeah. And then a goo man, so she never she remembers Tom. She has a type until Odo, that's for sure. Yeah, she has oh, a, a type very until famous the writers. <laughs> she has a she has a type until the writers are like, we gotta put some of these characters together. They gotta start fucking each other so we can put them in the scenes together. <laughs> we gotta get that Saved by the Bell, the college years audience. <laughs> I think that was on at this time. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, awesome. what, Nobody wants that audience. The audience that didn't exist that they canceled the show for. Oh, anyway, this episode was written sad. by Ronald D. Moore, who you might know from uh, pretty much everything. I love that man. I wish he was my godfather. Not your actual <laughs> father, huh? Uh, I never had one of those, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> Dems the <to> breaks. <laughs> Dads. Dads, they suck. <laughs> They're fucking terrible. Uh, it was written by Cliff Bowl, who uh, you might remember uh, earlier. John Larroquette fun fact of the week was that the Bolian race was named after Cliff Bowl. Oh yeah, that's right. How interesting again. And uh, <laughs> another, an even funner fact that was brought up last time he was uh, on an episode was that he treated Will Wheaton like shit on the set. Yeah, that was a good fun. That was a super fun fact. And uh, Robert o was born in 1937, uh, so hit people like him, like they're not putting up with anyone like Will no. Wheaton. Like no. Will Wheaton is like, like if there was like a millennial. I know he's not a he's a Gen X, right? But if there was yeah. like a millennial like walking stereotype, that would be like Will Wheaton. Oh, for sure. Like fucking Cliff Bowl is like, I lived through a world war, kid. Get on your fucking yeah. mark. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Robert O'Reilly, however, who plays Gowron, said that he was a wonderful director and a really nice guy. And he loves him. Gowron, man. He's... Wait, no, I'm thinking of, uh... I'm thinking of, uh... What's his name? Oh, my God. Martok? My brain is fried. Fucking, uh... The other Klingon. <laughs> Wolf? Mar Martok. 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 Is Martok might be my favorite Klingon. I fucking love Martok. He's amazing. I, yeah, I was thinking that Galron was the guy who ran for senate or whatever. New no, York State. that was Martok. He That's ran Martok. as, uh, Mark Twain. <laughs> they dressed like Mark Twain? Yeah, he dressed like Mark Twain and pretended to be him and ran as him. Because, like, apparently the race was full of, like, political shit heels. And he was uh, like... I'm going to show them a thing or two with acting. Oh, acting saves the day. <laughs> uh, so, honor to you, Cliff Bowl. And your house. <laughs> uh, he also directed episodes of The Six Million Dollar Man, Baywatch, MacGyver, and The X-Files. And he also Man. directed the pilot of T.J. Hooker. Wow. I think we all remember that. That's the episode where T.J. Hooker gets the car that he drives. Knight Rider. 
Kit. He gets Kit. He gets Kit. Oh episode. my God! Could what you imagine I... William Shatner trying to act with Kit? That would be just the oh, worst. Man, that'd be so good. I do I'd have. Pack... I do have a fun fact of the week about Kit from Night Rider. Uh, yes, please. Uh, he was voiced by the same guy that played Mr. Feeny. Mr. Feeny, yeah, I knew that. In Boy knew Meets that World. That's still fun, Josh. <laughs> I knew that one. Something, I usually don't know your fun facts. It's but still super one. fun. Hey, did you know that the, the guy who played Mr. Feeny was the president of the Screen Actors Guild for 25 years? That's an amazing fact. I did not know that. It was pretty awesome. Now how did Mr. Feeney get in charge of the screen actors? They group? don't they don't do it by how famous you are. <laughs> they do it by merit? That's Tom weird. Cruise is the was the supposed to be the leader because he was more famous, but he didn't want to do it. So <laughs> he was too busy getting rid of his Thetans. He, he was trying to get them fucking Thetans out. Get them aliens out of my blood or whatever we believe. <laughs> or get more of them? I don't know. <laughs> you want less. I think less. Because it's like the volcano, right? They get, like, fucked into a volcano or something. You're, what a strange sentence to say to me, a normal person. It's it's like the volcano, right? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> they believe that, like, a alien, like, fucked the earth like and put these demons in the... Like, jizzed a bunch of demons into a volcano. All right, so That's this religion like sounded think. pretty awesome so far. <laughs> I mean, we should probably join this cult. I mean, actual religion. Hey, what's the ri- what is the difference between what's the a cult difference? and a religion? Not nothing from where I'm sitting. No religious person has ever been able to explain that to me adequately. So if you're a religious person, fucking don't email me that. I don't want to. I don't want. <laughs> don't please, talk to us please about don't. that. Um, enjoy your religion, but please don't email me. <laughs> so let's hop right into this episode. Oh my God, we're getting in early. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. We're getting in before the first break. Even we're gonna start talking about Woo. this episode. Woo! Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, Kira is having a bad day I had a bad day My name is Kira <laughs> <laughs> My friends call me Narice Cause that's my first name But it's really my last name Do you uh, think Train is still a band In yeah, 2369 sure. or they're, whatever They're the heads in the jars still Oh the Futurama s- heads Train Is Train still a band now? They are to me, damn it. <laughs> they got the... Is Train the one that did Drops of Jupiter? Yeah. I yeah, they'll be Train. around forever. I think they did the Had a Bad Day song. I don't know. Yeah, they... I think they did. Every every lady I've ever known in my entire life loves that Drops of Jupiter song more than their their own family. Daniel Powder did it Bad Day. I don't know who that is, but we're going to say it's Train. The albino guy from Powder did it? <laughs> With a T, not a D. Oh, it's Powder. Powder. Like he pounced on. Yeah, uh, that song is like a like a fuck song, I guess. Like that Drops the Jupiter song. It's like yeah. a what like people think they want to get fucked to in the background, but what, in reality. People really want to get fucked to Rump Shaker by Rex and Effect. Fuck you. Fuck yes. <laughs> Jeff, we're the same person. I was obsessed with that song when I was a little so, kid. Well, the video And my cousin one time was like... <laughs> my cousin, like, I don't remember... I honestly, like, very barely remember the video, but probably. My cousin was like, you have to stop singing that song. You're driving me crazy. And I was like, never. I'll never stop. Look, I never did. I, all I want to do is zoom, 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 and you boom. <laughs> 
<laughs> just some like little eight-year-old like redheaded white kid singing that song. I want to hear that rendition. <laughs> I mean, we have to go back in time to when I was much cuter. Uh, <laughs> you're still cute to me, damn it. Just shake your rump. Aw, <laughs> oh, that's adorable already. You didn't know that song was about fucking yet. No, I didn't. I just thought it was about, like, funny song about butts. The rump shaker video is, like, the every woman wearing a 90s bikini. It's 90s bikini, like, showcase, right? <laughs> it is. Like, it's, like, the high-waisted bikini, oh, yeah. the thong. Fucking Banana Republic made that video. It was just... <laughs> Every single bikini they <laughs> and they had sold. epic sax guy, epic rap sax guy was in that. I really, really miss the day. Like, I guess it was the '80s and early '90s when every R and B and rap song had like a sax break. I miss yeah. that so much. A cool saxophone song plays. Yeah. Like suddenly a dude who's not even in the band shows up with sunglasses on and he wails on that fucking sax. And it doesn't matter if it's nighttime; he's got sunglasses on. Especially if it's nighttime and there's always like steam coming up from the ground around him while he's yeah, doing maybe it. he's maybe he's playing like over a subway grate or something and oh, there's yeah. like steam coming up. And you're just like, damn, I will never be this cool as long as I live. Yeah. What are, what are the sax players of the eighties and early nineties doing with their lives now? They're the sax players now. They're the only ones who still play that stupid instrument. The saxophone is the sexiest instrument, Josh. I played it in in school, in high school. I was uh, a saxophone. (laughs) Everyone was a saxophone player. One time, I think it was, I think it was Zane. Was like, what did you play in high school? Like, she was like, what in band did you play? And I was like, saxophone. And she was like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck does that mean? It's the sexiest instrument, Josh. Ah, uh, yeah, that's probably what she meant by that. I want that's definitely. <laughs> there's no insult in that. Uh, I wanted to play trumpet in school band when I was really little, but I couldn't afford one. Oh uh, yeah, my school like gave them to you. Yeah, they. Our, my school said they would give it to us until they were like, "Wait, that's gonna cost money." Yeah, that sucks though. That so I still don't do know that. how to play an instrument to this day. Trumpet blows, so they saved you like some trouble. Dude, I wanted, a sax. I wanted to play trumpet so long that I Louis Armstrong myself, and I just had droopy pufferfish cheeks for the rest of my life. That's what I wanted. You just <laughs> hey, darling. That's my Louis I have, Armstrong. Uh, that's pretty good. I have a bass guitar on my wall outside that I started to learn how to play, and then was like, "This is hard." Nah, nah, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy if you know anything at all about how to play it, for sure. I uh, I took, like, years of guitar lessons, and then, like, I, like, quit. And then I was like, I'm just gonna, like, figure it out. And then I, like, just figured it out. And then that's what I did. The guitar lessons is where I, what I'm missing. Like, in the no, guitar lessons, they're like, put your fingers here to make sound come out. And I'm like, oh, cool. But I didn't get that part, so I look. I go to videos pick? online, and they're like, "All right, now that you know how to play, now you know your basic scales." And I'm like, "You didn't teach me that shit." <laughs> Where's the video for that? <laughs> now that you know how to play all of Billy Jean, <laughs> we'll move on to more difficult songs. We're gonna play every Primus song. How do I make a note come out of this damn thing? You gotta plug it in. Oh shit, that's what I've been doing wrong. Do you have an amp? Do you have an amp? I do have an amp. I'm joking, Josh. It's called a joke on the podcast. Yeah, I've got a little baby amp. 
I had a little tiny amp called the G Blaster. <laughs> and it was like run on like 2D batteries. It was really little. <laughs> well, that mine's not cool. that little. You plug it into an outlet. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know how to make sound come out right. Bad sound we were, comes out when I press. We were going to talk things. about Star Trek, but now we're talking about this. Uh, that's the show, Josh. That's <laughs> what we I did. Was like we're getting in early before the break, and then then no, no, no. we went on a tangent, which because of drops of Jupiter, all because of that show. song. It's what we do. That's true. We'll get through the yeah. very beginning before we go to break for sure. Anyway. <laughs> Kira's having a having a, a not so great time. I'm not gonna say. She that. comes up into ops and she's like, "I haven't even had my coffee yet." Oh, and all the fucking white stay-at-home moms—they're like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Clap clap clap. Her job's <laughs> like mine, except in space. Um, the, apparently there's like a bunch of transports that want to like. They're trying to schedule like. They need their cargo to be on board DS9, and she's like, "There's no room left." Yeah, and Weird. Uh, everybody's like, "Oh, well, there is one more thing." Uh, don't tell her. <laughs> She's like, "What is it?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, well, Starfleet wants a report on the computer calibration, and they want it tomorrow." <laughs> and she's like, "100% fuck my life, right?" Yeah, that's it, man. I'd be like, that's like finding out you have a paper due. It's like, oh, fuck. Starfleet Starfleet needs my homework done tomorrow? Why are they making, like, I'd be like, Starfleet, fucking come get it if you want it. I'd be (laughs) like, like, Starfleet, it'll be done when we get it done. We're in the middle of fucking space, dude. Yeah, we're we're dealing with some stuff right now, guys. She goes down (laughs) to the infirmary to hear about Bashir's needs, his wants and needs. He's like, oh, he needs like medicine, and he's going to Vulcan to set up like a triage. He's he's uh, he's going to Camp War Three. His supplies are coming from Vulcan. Oh, oh, sorry, I got confused because I was bored by his talking. It was very boring. <laughs> it was so boring. He, but Doctor he's like, speak. I'm trying to set up, I'm trying to like get medicine for the colonists so they don't die. And yeah. Kira's like, fuck those colonists! I don't give a fuck! Yeah, she like loses her fucking mind. It's great. I love it. Yeah, I was like, then, there's redhead Kira. There it is. And then Bashir's <laughs> like, Major. And Major! She's, she's like, yeah. comes back ready for a fight, right? And he, like, completely flips the script on her. He's like, I'm the chief medical officer, and I say that you have to take time off now. Yeah, he does. Like, you think he's gonna fight with her, but he's like, When was your last day off? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, What? She's, she's, doesn't remember her last day off, so it's been long enough. Yeah. Bashir drags her dumbass down to Quark's, gives her, uh, Gambling tokens, Lorven <laughs> crackers. I got a list here. Carvino <laughs> juice, a Jumja yeah. stick, and a Hollow Sweet Pro. Oh, she got a Jumja stick. Oh, it's like a fucking stupid lollipop that you can't ever fit in your mouth. They're like, yeah, giant yeah. butt plug lollipop. <laughs> it's like apparently it's like um, gummy. It's like a big gummy. Oh, it's a gummy. Oh, yeah. that's delicious. And it's appa- I love gummies, by the way. Fucking yeah. love them. But it's like apparently so sweet that even Bajorans who have them all the time can't finish one. Oh, so if you can finish a Jumja stick or whatever you say it, like you're like crazy. Yeah, you're like a sugar addict at that point if you can finish. Like I O'Brien says, he can't even eat half of it. I, I didn't even know Bajorans like knew what sugar was. 
I just figured they ate like roots for fun. <laughs> like tree bark. They had some a tree very, bark soup. They had a very advanced society before they got fucking space holocausted. Yeah, that's right. They did have like cool stuff, art and shit. They did yeah. that like that. They were a really cool society until they got fucked. But Kira's like pouting. Like <laughs> Julian leaves, and Kira's like, "I don't want to have fun, <laughs> dude." All these dorks who like love their job, like fucking, I'd be like, "All right, fine." Yeah, like what a day off. Fuck yeah, let's Sounds go. Sounds great. Yeah. But uh, she is. She starts drinking her juice, which I thought was alcoholic, but I don't know. It's just it's called juice, so maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows, right? Could be, like, fake alcohol. Could be synthol. But, like, Commander Riker, the camera pans over and Riker's standing there. And he's like, I hope you saved room for the unexpected. And she smiles. Oh, like my peener. (laughs) All I could think about, because I'd forgotten this episode, was like, wait, does Kira know him? I don't think so. And then it's proven that no, she does not. Yeah. This weird man just came up and started a like in the middle of a sentence with her. But yeah, he was handsome, I, I, so she liked it. He's so charming, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. he just is like he finds his mark, right? And it, he's like a like a pickup artist, but like it's not really him, right? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. The one and he doesn't want to fuck her. No, Spoiler he's alert. He's just using her to get what yeah. he wants, which is not sex for once for a dude. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, there's there's things in this episode that I'm I hope I remember to point out that there are like clues throughout the episode that he's not who he says he is that are very subtle. Yes, there's one that's not so subtle. And I, when yes. I was watching it, I was like, wait, like why? I, like, and I, I wanted to ask you because I don't remember why like he does the thing he does. Is it when he's talking to O'Brien? Yes. Yeah. O'Brien doesn't know either. That's why he's so fucking confused. And does he do it just to not talk to him? Yeah, Is he that wants like, him out because, like, if he spends too much time around him, he'll, he'll realize he's that he's not. not actually Will. Yeah. Smart. That's, it's so weird, though. I was like, wait, did he, like, transport him wrong or something? No. <laughs> there's, there's no reason he should be acting like that, which is why O'Brien's like, what the fuck? All right, I'll leave. <laughs> Yeah, he just takes it, though. He just, like, fucking... Poor O'Brien. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel bad for him, but also, like, I don't think him and Riker were, like, close or anything, so he's just like, what the fuck did I do? All right, bye. Yeah, but everybody on that show, like... Like, if you're on the Enterprise, like, everyone, like, is your best friend, right? Like, whenever somebody meets somebody else, like, from that show, they're always like, we're best buds. They're, like the or they think they are like I, yeah. I'm very much remembering when like Worf shows up and O'Brien's like Worf my old friend and Worf's like yeah all right leave me alone <laughs> all right O'Brien whatever <laughs> O'Brien's like remember when we were best pals and Worf's like not really <laughs> does he come over to his house he does his and quarters. he's like remember that one guy the weaselly little dude Barkley I think his name <laughs> Barkley. was yeah. Oh, that's funny. Wasn't he a riot? And Worf's like, please get out of my house. Leave my domicile. <laughs> anyway, that's a different episode. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we made it to the break. And oh, we talked about the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so uh, we will be right back after these messages. Hopefully from a sponsor. Hit us up. After the message. right back. Amazing things can happen when you taste Reese's Puffs. Wow. Chris, 
No more riding you back to school. You'll be driven by a chauffeur from now on. What? Oh, and you can't go to the concert. Yes. So we're bringing it to you. Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs. Eat em up, eat em up, eat em up, eat em up. Wow. I got Reese's Puffs in my bowl. Wow. And now my day's on cruise control. Wow. Just like that, I'm on the road. Peanut butter and chocolate too. You know how I do, that's what I wake up to. My Reese's Puffs inspire this rhyme. That peanut butter chocolate combination's on time. The perfect combination of chocolate and peanut butter flavor. Wow, it's Reese's Puffs. An extraordinary part of this good breakfast. Now about your allowance. Welcome back from those messages. Hopefully uh, somebody gave us money to put that in there. If not, uh, shit. Hopefully Nintendo from 1989 gives us money for me putting in their commercials. <laughs> We could get, like, a cease and desist for that, actually. Probably. That'll be but fun. nobody will care about us. No. We got, like, six <laughs> listeners. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> nah. At last count, we had, like, uh, 1,500. What? Yeah. 1,500 listeners. I was on the Discord today doing the hot, te- the hot poll. Yeah. If for those... <laughs> it's... So many meanings to that. Um, there's For those who don't know the Discord, which you can become a member of for as low as $1 over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, uh-huh. has been doing series-by-series um, series polls of who's the hottest character. Yeah. So far, TOS Uhura won. Of course. Uh, on TNG, Dr. Crusher won. I don't agree with that, but okay. I do. Um, on Voyager, Tuvok won. Yeah! Tuvok is a sexy Vulcan. And uh, they did Enterprise yeah, today. Enterprise, yeah. And uh, somehow Hoshi won that one. I'm not sure I how voted for won. Archer. I voted for Archer. I tr- uh, she she was against uh, T'Pol in the semi. In the, no, the, the, the finals for the female bracket. Yeah. And, and that was a tough one. I was like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't like I, um, but I like if I would have been there in that and on that part of the voting, if it was to Paul versus Hoshi, I would have voted Hoshi because I don't. Well, I that's don't, what they assumed because it was a tiebreaker yeah. and they didn't want to wake you up. They said you were sleeping. I yeah. I didn't think you were sleeping, but I wasn't gonna like. I was sleeping at that point. So oh well, then never mind. <laughs> I went out to but, my couch and after they stopped drilling, I fell asleep on it. So. Oh my god, couch sleeps. Oh yeah, couch sleep is really fucking good. I it's the best. But uh, yeah, I would have voted Hoshi against T'Pol because T'Pol is like a stick figure with fish lips. I'm not into it. <laughs> you you always say that she doesn't have a butt, which I mean, she's like really skinny in that yeah. show. Like she's like super she's buttless. Thin. <laughs> a buttless Vulcan. Yeah. Some Vulcans have butts. Like I don't think Hoshi has a butt though either. Uh, I guess I never looked that much, but like she's not wearing a cat suit for you to really tell. So yeah, I vote. That's why I voted for Archer. He's got a great butt. Archer does have a good butt. I don't. That's the thing. I the, so that was the tiebreaker that they voted for. They used me to vote in. No, it was to Paul. Yeah, T'Pol and Hoshi was the yeah, tiebreaker. That was the I thought one, it was yeah. Hoshi and Archer. No, Archer would never. No, he wasn't. He was one behind, but it stayed that way. I, I probably would have voted for Archer, to be honest. Ooh, well, there you. I don't know. They gotta tell him this. 
It's too late the now. Re-vote. The vote is over now. We, are they going to do... Are they going to do, like, a bracket for all of the winners? Yeah, they're that, doing like, champions bracket. We're actually hosting the champions bracket on our um. I mean, I definitely knew this. I definitely knew this. <laughs> well, I don't tell Josh anything. I just do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah, our marriage works. <laughs> it works. We're hosting. We're hosting the champions bracket on Patreon. Whenever that's done, I don't okay. know whether they're going to do Discovery or not. I'm not. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they said they are going to. They are. So I mean, you dis- kind of need to. You need more, right? Like yeah. you need more. Yeah. So after the Discovery one, I think that's probably going to be it, and then we'll do the champions bracket. So if they you don't want to do. Uh, they don't want to do like what animated series. <laughs> well, of course, the Quetzalcoatl is going to win. Quetzalcoatl. Uh, the Birdman. Uh, <laughs> the Pterodactyl. Man, definitely gonna be up there. Yeah, the cat would win. The, the, the Cadian would win. Mores, Imres. I don't remember. The, is that the guy with like? Fi- oh, no, that's the cat. That's What's the, cat. the guy with the three arms? Three arm guy. Three arm guy. They were like, "What can this alien have that'll make him weird?" Just put an know, arm in his three chest. arms. Who cares? I mean, if, if Tilly doesn't win for Discovery, I'm gonna be pissed. Tilly on Discovery. <laughs> Let me think. Or 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 uh, Vegeta. Or no, I want Vegeta. Pike Frieza. to win. Pike, uh, he would, he might win. Pike is handsome as fuck. I want Pike yeah. to win. What about uh, uh, the doctor's husband? No, the doctor. That what the doctor, the guy the, Angel from fucking uh, the scientist. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Stamets. No, Stamets' his husband. Stamets' uh, husband. Oh yeah. He's got the dreamy dreamboat eyes. He's in um. He's in Party Monster. He's Angel he's in Party very, Monster. He's very handsome. He's from is, fucking, uh, what's that show from the 90s on MTV? Uh, my So-Called Life. My he's So-Called on Life. Uh, Freaks and Geeks? Uh, no, I don't think so-called he was life. on that. Um, <laughs> if, if you would like to fix a problem, you, the listener, listening right now, could fix a problem that we have with this voting. And yeah. the problem is only like three or four people in the Discord are attracted to men sexually. So... Uh, that yeah. becomes a problem when it comes to voting on hotness because we always slant towards the women. Yeah, I, I try to like, th- like expand like the requirements of what I find attractive. Like I find like personality type just as important. Oh, so yeah. like How do you I vote, I vote for like, I mean a lot of like the characters like I'm not real into like if they were real because they don't have like my very specific personality traits <laughs> I need in a person. You know what I mean? So well, I, I'm all over the place. I'm just everywhere with it. I mean, when I go at it, this is not the episode we're supposed to be talking about. But when I go, right. when I go to vote, I always vote based on attractiveness, regardless of whether I would want to have sex with them or not. Like, how attractive yeah. are they as a person? As a person, yeah. Though no, that's how I do it. Um, that's probably not quite enough. I mean, we have our our slant. But yeah, because you'd put, like, like to, to Paul, that. like she would be like really hard to deal with. Yes. <laughs> what with the space heroin and all the trillium D. Yeah, if you'd like to fix this problem, you can head on over to patreoncom podcast and for one dollar a month, you can gain access to the M Class Discord, where uh, I don't know. There's like almost a hundred people at this point. I don't oh know. my god! I go in there and it's like. It's like I can't even like they don't even care that I'm there. I'm no, like, nobody gives a fuck that we're there. Like, yeah, it's not our Discord anymore. It's theirs. No, it's, it doesn't 
doesn't belong to us. It never no, did. It never did. <laughs> but they always do these fun activities. Like, they're the ones who did the Tapons Theater on Subspace, like, yeah. radio show. They got together and did that together. So there's always a really fun thing going on there that you can become a part of for as low as $1 a month at patreon.com slash podcast. Get on it! Now let's talk about this show, I guess. Sure. <laughs> this episode goes quick. I feel like we're halfway through the episode, to be honest with we you. We actually like, just started. But. I know, but like this episode, what happens in it? Nothing. I mean, he steals some... the ship and then gets fucked over. Yeah, so he's um, like, he's like, uh, what's the word? Conning? Yeah. Is there like a word for it? He's using subterfuge. Yeah, he's pretending to be Will, but he isn't. He, he well, technically. Anyway, he goes to Commander Cisco's office. Riker and Cisco have this fun little chat where they're like good pals. Yeah, because they're Riker, both commanders. Yeah, which is fucked. But anyway, um, <laughs> Riker Cisco is like, you know, Deep Space Nine isn't really the place that people go on vacation. And he's like, oh, I was just, I came to the station before on my way to Risa. Although he calls yeah. it Risa. 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 Yeah. And he's like, uh, I spent time at Quarks, and by the time I was done, I was up like a hundred latinum, and I had a date with one of his Dabo girls, so I yeah. thought I'd try my luck again. Which is very Will Riker. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> and uh, Dabo! <laughs> Dabo! Do you think he yelled that when he ejaculated? Uh, I would. Personally, I, st- I you do. think Davo girls have never heard that one before? They're probably like, Ugh, you think that would uh, ruin it for the Davo girl if you did that? She'd just be like, Ugh, all right. What if you just started doing that like in your real life? Like, what if you just? <laughs> I don't think my marriage would last. I'll say that. <laughs> um, it could be the the spice to like you know. I feel get- like that's a a key to the door to a loveless marriage. Yelling Davo <laughs> every time. <laughs> Every time? Yeah, every time. Every, every time. time. Uh, you gotta sprinkle that on, like, spice every now and then, right? You can't <laughs> use it every time. That's a little tip for you people in a long-term relationship. Don't I've yell said, Dabo every time. <laughs> I've said some really, really ridiculous shit in the middle of sex before that could have gone either way. <laughs> and Jeez. luckily, and luckily, it was usually a hit. Like, it was, like, pretty funny. There's always that chance you're going to say something, and the person you're with is like, what? What? Yeah, no, no. I I knew my audience. I knew my audience. I think it it played well. Uh, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, outside the the office, like, out in Ops, Dax is, like, she notices Kira just keeps, like, looking back over and over and over at Riker in the office. Yeah. And she's like, oh, do you, who's that in the office? And he, she, she's like, oh, it's Will, uh, Commander uh, William Riker. Commander William Riker, serial number. <laughs> and Dax is like, oh, Will, huh? And Kira's like, oh, you know him? Yeah, like, we played Dabo together last time when he yeah. came to Quarks. How did you know him? So they fucked. And she's like, oh, we just talked. And she's like, and then... For three hours. <laughs> oh, you talked for three hours. Ha, ha, ha. Did you bone? Yeah, then Kira was like, no, we just talked. And Ugh. Dax is like, boring, and goes back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Did he yell Dabo at the end? Dabo. Um, 
they did not. <laughs> At the end of talking for several hours, he did not yell Dabo. And no, that leave. would be that'd be weirder than doing it during <laughs> sex. <laughs> would it though? It would. Um, I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? But uh, Riker, like, he like. You're supposed to think, oh, it's cute. Like, he's got this burgeoning relationship with Kira. Isn't it sweet? Because right. he's, like, waiting around the promenade for her to get off duty. And then he, like, accidentally runs into her. Like, accidentally. Yeah, he, he mistakenly bumps into her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm just, like, looking around. It's a fun place. And she's like, oh, I'm going to bed. And he's like, oh, all right. Same. Okay. <laughs> But then and he does the slow heel. He does the slow turn. He's like, oh, well, I was just gonna go over here. I guess. I guess I'm gonna leave. Guess and I'll she... just go masturbate in the holodeck. <laughs> and she's like, Wait, do you want me to give you a tour? And he's like, Yeah. And then he's like, Fucking smooth jazz just starts oh, coming yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> just shake your rump. But she's like, yeah, let me show you to my bedroom. And he's like, wait, I want to see the Defiant. She's like, uh-oh. Oh, okay. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> we'll go to my bedroom afterwards. And he's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Let's There's go see the Defiant. bedrooms in the Defiant. We could fuck in one of those tiny bunk beds. It'll be an adventure. Let's go. <laughs> I'm seven foot tall. <laughs> and uh, I think Riker's the same height as me, actually. I think he's 6'3". How how tall is Jonathan Frakes? He might be 6'4", now that I'm thinking about it, but uh, he's pretty close to my height. It doesn't tell me. It, when you type in Jonathan Frakes' height, it doesn't tell you? It says Patrick Stewart is 5'10", Michael Dorn is 6'3", Brent um, Spiner is 5'11". He's 6'3". 6'3". Me, Michael Dorn, and Jonathan Frakes, all the same height, all bone. It's great. All bone. <laughs> Six three each of other. all bone. We all bone each other. Is what oh I'm yeah, well yeah, that makes sense. You got to be at the right height to bone the. You got to only fuck someone who's your height. It does. The puzzle pieces don't yeah, fit they together. Don't otherwise. Fit together like Pangea. <laughs> That's how you know you're meant for somebody when you fit together like Pangea. <laughs> this is like some wives' tale shit going on. <laughs> But uh, they, like, enter their authorization code in handprints, and uh, although before this I wanted to point out one of the things that, like, let you know that this Riker isn't what he seems is he runs into Dax, and she's like, oh, don't tell me you don't remember me. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, of course. He's like, oh, I was drunk. Like, that's kind of that what he says. That night is a blur to me. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> And uh, this next moment happens when they get on board the Defiant. He's, like, psyched to be there. But O'Brien sees him, and he's like, Oh, Commander, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. And Riker's like, Fuck off, you fucking potato-breath bitch. (laughs) He's like, I have nothing to say to you, O'Brien. And he gives him, like, the sternest, coldest look. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? O'Brien himself is like, what the fuck is happening? He thinks it's a joke for like a second, but then he's like, oh, oh. Like, and he's like, okay, yeah. I'll just, I'll go. I guess I'll And you're leave. like, what? It's a really awkward moment, like, in the scene. Like, it's just a super yeah. weird moment. Kira's awkward as fuck. She's like, uh, what was that about? And he's like, oh, it's, it's better not talk about it. Show me more of this cool ship. It's weird, like, that they even put that in. I guess they sort of had to, like, address it, right? Like, I think they, they felt like they needed to have them run into each other. Because, like... What, what really should have happened is, like, 
they should have walked past each other in the hallway or something, and, like, O'Brien yeah. was like, oh, Commander Riker, it's been so long. And they should have been like, alone, yeah. And he should have been like, oh, uh, oh, O'Brien, uh, yeah, it's nice to see you, but I gotta go, and then leave really abruptly. Yeah, he should have, yeah. It's, he, I don't know. Because when O'Brien leaves, like, he gets off the Defiant, and he, like, look, does, like, a <laughs> a cartoonish door look back, where he's like, yeah. what the hell? He's all sad. I guess I'll go home and get... I guess I'll go get abused by my wife at home. <laughs> <laughs> he has a nice marriage with his wife. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> they get... They're weirdly combative with each other for people they're who are married. Crazy. Like, Anyway, a lot of the times, like, Keiko gets blamed for their fights and stuff because she's the lady and, like, dudes are the ones that are judging it usually. But, like, O'Brien's yeah. usually like, all right, honey, I'm home. Sorry I was gone for 76 hours and didn't help raise our <laughs> child. I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, there also was that one time when he almost fucked Kira and, like, they, like, yeah. fell in love with each other for one episode. <laughs> And fucking Keiko was real understanding about that shit. Yeah. She was like, well, I guess your love baby can live here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, O'Brien pisses off and Riker's like, oh, why don't you show me some of these like modifications to the systems that you've done? And Kira turns, like, uses her authorization code to turn the bridge lockout off. And then Riker's like, thanks. And then stuns her with a phaser. Right in the gut. (laughs) And she passes out. You're like, fucking Will, what are you doing? This is for sure Will Riker, the guy I love. What is he doing? Yeah, what's he doing? And... (laughs) He beams aboard two fucking dirt farmers, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, right. The Maquis are here. Good. Oh, for- Great. I forgot we were done with this. Not done with this plot line. Cool. Yeah, we're not done until we're done, right? We're not I done until lo- it's over. I love the Maquis. Maquis. Um, it's this, like a fucking disease. Like, they're back again. <laughs> we got to put the medicine on our crotch to get rid of the Maquis. Oh, man. So was it, Red wasn't enough that we got a whole show based off of half of these people? Fucking. Yeah, they fucking dropped that quick, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did. They're like, no, they're just in Starfleet now. Um, the uh, red alert sounds, and everybody's like, "What the fuck? What's happening?" And it turns out there's going to be a warp core breach on the Defiant. How did this happen? Nobody the even asks. Fuck. <laughs> they're all just like, "Oh shit, that's bad." Yeah. Yeah, and then Riker uh, calls the ops and is like, I'll steer the Defiant away, and then you can beam us out. And then Cisco's like, but you're going to, my car, you're going to blow my car up. He's like, <laughs> That's my I, baby. He's like, I guess we got to go ahead. Yeah. And uh, he's like, O'Brien, beam him out of there. And he's like, no, the, the shields are up? What? <laughs> and then the Defiant fucking takes off. Goes and you see warp. this like completely bamboozled look. What's Cisco's face? He's like, fuck it, I got got. I got got by a Riker. What is happening? <laughs> and Riker's like, dirt farmers set a course for the bad lands. <laughs> and then he takes his fucking what? dollar store mutton chops off. <laughs> why did they do this? Why did they? Know. Why did they do a fake mustache? Reveal, but it's just his side. What the fucking hell? Like, wouldn't it Here's be easier if he just grew the mu- the beard? <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, here are two things that make this reveal not make any sense. Uh, one, 
Uh, Thomas Riker already had a beard. Right, he had he a beard. He did not have a goatee. He already had a beard when we last saw him. So him taking off the mutton chops to reveal he has a goatee tells us nothing. Did Frakes not want to grow the whole beard? Like, what was there? Like, what's the deal? Well, Why he did... had the whole beard for real for the for rest real. of the episode. He had to shave it off for the and then scene. put and then put fake ones on to peel. It's so insane to me that this is in a television show. Here's, this is here's insane. the other thing that makes it not work. Uh, the audience of Deep Space Nine probably doesn't know who the fuck Tom Riker is. Yeah, yeah, like who? Like was it like like a little cherry of like this guy isn't Riker on top of the Sunday that we already established? Like we know it's not him, right? I guess. Like they have a scene that explains why the fuck this is in the show right yeah, afterwards, but it's so. after the commercial break, so you gotta. But like, why? I just don't get it. I don't get why the they fucking, did it. One of the fucking dirt farmers is like, "Congratulations, Tom!" And yeah. if, like, if I was an audience member at home who had not seen the episode with Thomas Riker, yeah, I would be so unbelievably confused by this reveal. It would it tell probably, me nothing. Yeah. It probably confused the shit out of people, but like. I mean, that's why you have the scene after the commercial. Well, yeah, but there's like a commercial it. break where you just left. Like, what? What was I supposed to take away from that? What? <laughs> what just happened? You're at home watching commercials for like gateway computers or whatever the fuck else was going on in Fucking the nineties. Reese's Puffs just came out. <laughs> Friends is on. Psyched about the commercial for Reese's Puffs having that dope rap song in it. Reese's Puffs, <laughs> Reese's Puffs, peanut butter chocolate flavor. Well, now I'm gonna have to find this and put it in. <laughs> And fucking, you're just set, you're not paying attention to the delicious peanut butter chocolate mixture. <laughs> you're thinking about who the fuck was that guy? Why was I supposed to know what that was? <laughs> Did they mention that earlier in the show? Was I not paying attention? Did I miss something? Did I get up to go to the bathroom and miss something important? What the fuck? Was yeah, I was I daydreaming about the peanut butter chocolatey flavor and I missed <laughs> well, it? Now I think we know why. Like they kind of spoiler alert they kind of get rid of him right because like this is like too much right this is like, stupid as fuck yeah this is thing. dumb as shit right this like this is, is like an evil twin storyline but the guy yeah. he's an evil twin of isn't even there he's not there <laughs> he's just off doing whatever else he's doing it's like yeah it's like fucking the he the masters of the universe show where like the purple he-man shows up and he-man's not even fucking in it like if he showed up in she-ra Everybody was like, He-Man! Yeah. I thought, I thought you were the real He-Man! <laughs> Why, where's the... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's... It's ridiculous, but... Yeah, people were probably so confused. They were probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're, like, they're like, good job, Tom. And you're like, who the... F what... What? Who is I just, Tom? What is this? I just this? don't think the the peeling of the sideburn. I don't think that benefits anybody in any way at all. Like a, at all. Like I think there's no point to it. It's supposed to be like a cartoony fun thing or whatever, but it's it's not. Is it's it dumb. <laughs> I mean, I think it feels like that now, right? But like when you when I was watching it, like he does that like real hard stare and you're oh, like, "Oh yeah, it's Damn. dead serious. It is it's so serious." serious. I'm thinking about, like, the writer's room thought yeah, it was they were, funny. Yeah, they were laughing about it, maybe. Yeah. We'll do it, and we'll have it be 100% serious. And then they do it, and they're like, I can't believe they left that in. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> but uh, when the scene comes by, Gold Ducat is drinking his fucking disgusting spoonhead oh. juice. <laughs> oh, 100% racist, racist, baby. Fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. 
Is it a uh, yamak sauce? Is that what he's yeah, drinking? He's he's drinking his canar. Canar. Ugh, it's like oil. It's yeah, like he's fish drinking oil. his fucking disgusting fish juice. Sick, dude. And I always uh, forget that he's in this episode, and he's as always amazing. He's amazing. There's a really great scene that when we get to it, I want yeah, to talk about. Yeah, it a I know, bit I know it. I know what you're talking about. I know. But, which one um, he he gets summoned to talk to Odo and who's in this episode and Cisco, sure. And they <laughs> they give him like a little debriefing about who Thomas Riker is because the yeah. audience itself is confused as fuck at this it's, point. It's smart. They have to explain it to the audience and also uh, Ducat's like, wait, what the fuck happened? <laughs> He's like, all right, this is fun. This is a fun story that I'm sure made a really stupid episode of a show. <laughs> But why am I here? And yeah. us, we as the audience are like, why is he here? Yeah, what do you want from me? Right. And they're like, well, like it looks like the Maquis are involved. Thomas Riker has stolen the Defiant, and he's given it to the Maquis. And Ducat's like, are you fucking kidding me? Ducat's like, sh- <laughs> that's like the most powerful ship in the fucking sector. He's like... It's a goddamn, like, nuclear submarine. Like, what the fuck are you doing get, How letting him take it? How could you possibly yeah. lose a yeah. nuclear submarine? <laughs> like, it could fuck us all over 10,000 times. Like, what are you doing? And he's he's very, like, straightforward when he tells them that Central Command on Cardassia is not going to believe anything they no, have to gonna No, they're going to think that the they the Federation wanted the Maquis to take it, because they're Cardassians, because they're fucking paranoid and crazy, right? Like, they're like, nuts. I, like, I watched these shows. I know who Thomas Riker is, and I still think it sounds like bullshit that you made up to get this to the Maquis. Yeah, well, like, what, like, so they kind of, like, hand wave it away. They're like, oh, when he was on, like, Odo's like, well, when he was on the Gandhi, he was, like, joining these clubs that hated the Federation and stuff. And he were like, what the he fuck? Was, like, like, what? He had political opinions that lined up with the Maquis or whatever. What is he, like, my aunt on Facebook? Like, what, like, he, like, fucking, like, <laughs> gets on a fucking, like, Maquis Facebook group and he's like, oh, my God, I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the fucking... It's it's very hand waved, and all you can think about is like, didn't he have the same life experiences as Will Riker? Right. Like, like, why would this take him? Whatever. Riker very much did not agree with the Maquis in the couple yeah. episodes of TNG that they're in. Yeah, they're more similar than they're not. Like, I don't understand. Like, it, this makes no fucking sense. Like, it's from a straight out of nowhere. It's it's just they got to get rid of him. They got it. Like, they were like, we need an episode, <laughs> and this we got to get rid of him. He's just we can't have. They could have just let him be wandering out there in the nowhere space that non-written characters live in. Like, that would have been fine. Kirk's dad, Kirk's brother, or whatever, isn't it? Kirk, well, Kirk's brother got killed. Yeah. <laughs> George Kirk Jr. <laughs> well, as long as George Kirk Sr. doesn't die, we're all good. <laughs> Thank God he survived, right? <laughs> he's um, the linchpin to this whole thing. But, yeah, he's like, yeah, there's gonna be a war. Like, this yeah. is stupid. This whole storyline that you're giving me is dumb, yeah. And there's going to be a war. And so you need to do something to show us that you're on the level. And I don't know what the fuck you could possibly do. <laughs> and Cisco's like, well, I'll go with you to Cardassia Prime and help you destroy the Defiant. Yeah. And he's like, destroy it? And he's like, well, I'm hoping we could just disable it. And Ducat's like, ah, yes, that's going to happen. <laughs> he's like, nah, if you're coming with me, you're going to destroy the ship. That's yeah. the only way you're going to, this is going to work. 
And so they're, like, wow. they're already setting up, like, this Cisco Ducat, like, an enemy thing. Like, it's very much the early stages of, like, Ducat and Cisco hating the fuck out of each oh, other. Oh, yeah. The moment that I was talking about earlier is the moment yeah. Cisco reaches out a hand and gets slapped away. Gets slapped away. Yep, because Cardassians are fucking crazy, man. They're I said They're fucking it. monsters, dude. They're insane. Fucking like spoon they're... heads. <laughs> There's <laughs> dirty cardies. I, I want to know like what the lady, what the lady Cardassians do to the spoon part of the head with the blue. Is it makeup or is it like born? Are they born that way? Like is it like a biological thing? It might be like thing? a female, like females of the species have, have that, right? Like like snakes, like certain snakes have like different markings if they're male or yeah, female. Maybe so. It's like it's just something that visually is distinctive. You know something I noticed in this episode that I I never really thought about before. Hmm. Uh, why does every alien species introduced from like midway through TNG onward have the same haircut? The they use the same like, hair, people. Like all the way through <laughs> the end of Voyager, like almost all the species they meet have straight hair slicked back, away they, from their forehead appliance. They can't. Because that's why. Because the prosthetics need to be... Like, you can't have hair around yeah. it. Even Klingons have that, where the hair goes yeah. straight back from the Also, they want to show it. They want to show you yeah, for how sure. they do it. Yeah. But then, like, halfway through the episode, I realized that 90% of the characters in the show have that same hairstyle. It's just or some variation of it. It's the and style like, of the times. Oh. It's just how people be wearing their hair in it's 2369. What, it's what Rachel's wearing on Friends that season. <laughs> it's so the everybody Rachel. Had, it's the Rachel of the 24-whatevers. <laughs> oh, my um, God. But, uh, anyway, they Cisco agrees to go with Ducat to Cardassia Prime, and they're going to destroy the Defiant. And you're like, no, we just got this cool ship. It's so cool. I love it. Uh, on board the Defiant, Riker apologizes to Kira. He's like, I'm sorry I shot you in the guts. I'm sorry if you can't ever have kids. I apologize. <laughs> but I had to do it because of Maquis things. He was like, I would have shot you in the guts one way or another. Oh, <laughs> God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then he does like this crazy like dance on the bridge. And you're like, all right, He does dude. that like server dance he's like eh, 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 yeah. uh, 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 uh. he's like popping and locking and, and kira's locking. like oh my god <laughs> i almost like, fucked this idiot <laughs> she's like holding her temple like jesus christ i almost <laughs> let him do it i almost let him do it almost let uh, him fuck me it would have been terrible but uh he's like yeah I, I can't help that i shot you because it's duty it's duty to the maquis i gotta i'm not gonna tell you why I'm working with the Maquis and why this right. is important to them, but it is. Well, she kind of is like, why are you doing this? And he's like, there's people dying in the neutral zone. And she's like, man, people are going to fucking die everywhere because you're doing this. Like, this yeah. is like crazy. More people are going to die in a day since you took this ship that have died in the entirety right. of the border skirmishes. Right. It's and the thing is, the border skirmishes only exist because the Maquis militarized and started attacking the Cardassians. Right. right. So it's hard. It's the the Maquis don't work on a lot of levels that I've talked about, but one of the ones that are specific that I feel like is a difficult thing to argue against is you can't be the aggressor and the victim. Yeah. Well, that's like, like you can't sort of the... start the war and also be the victim. <laughs> That's sort of the, like... I mean, they talk about, like, terrorism later, right? Like, 
and oh, yeah. Kira talks about like how the Majorans were terrorists, like, and all terrorists like care about are like killing the enemy, like, and yeah, but like the Majorans, the enemy is all they care but, about, yeah. But the Majorans like obviously like are like the kind of terrorists that like needed to be terrorists, right? Like they were being occupied and. Yeah, they're like they're what we would call a rebellion. Right, they were the rebellion. Yeah, but like, like the Maquis, like they could just go anywhere they want and never have to deal with this shit. Yeah, they could also just live in the demilitarized zone. Yeah, like the Cardassians aren't doing anything to them that we know about until they start the border skirmishes. If it they don't me, even man, mention any of that shit. They're like, oh, we're we're owned by the Cardassians now, so we're gonna fight back. But what did they do? Yeah, I don't know, man. If I were me, I'd be like, we're leaving. Like, I'm not yeah, sticking around. Like, these go guys to Ryza. Are- yeah, right? I'd be like, these people are fucking crazy. I'm not sticking around here. Yeah, let's live on Ryza. <laughs> but uh, Ryza. they head towards the, the Federation. Ryza. They head towards the Federation Cardassian border, and uh, Cisco and Ducat arrive on Cardassia Prime, and uh, there's only one set, so you don't get to see any of the cool Cardassia Prime stuff. Are they on Prime, or are they on a ship? I don't remember. They're on Prime. They're at the High Command, the Cardassian it's... War Room. Oh, right. So there's a bunch of, like, Cardassia, like, nonsense. Yeah. It's, like, the main war room on Cardassia Prime, and there's, like, four people in it. It's kind of <laughs> kind of not a great setup. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a Obsidian Order observer whose name is Corinus. Yeah, Corinus. Her name is Corinus. Yeah, she's real, real business, down to business. Yeah, and it, it made me remember that Cardassians only have one name. Oh, like, right. They don't have, like, a yeah, family name or whatever. Which I'd completely forgotten about because well, I'm so used lizard- to gull something. Yeah, most lizards only have one name. Uh. <laughs> Like pet lizards? <laughs> yeah. Like snakes. Petey. Petey, Petey. the lizard. Yeah. Um, but uh, he meets uh, Coronis, who is like, she straight up walks around and goes, secure that monitor, secure that monitor, secure that Turn monitor. that off. Stop playing that video. <laughs> yeah. And Cisco's like, yeah, I would have done the same thing, but I probably would have been a little bit more secretive about it and not just announced yeah. it. And she's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. I forget, like, what, like, she she starts, like, kind of, like, testing him, right? Where, like, yeah, she wants to like, see what... Yeah, she's like, the armament. The, the Start with the phasers, and he's like, oh, slow, slow down, slow down, He's slow like, down. well, first I need to tell you that we have a cloaking device. Right. And she, she shocks everybody in the room, where she's like, I was wondering when you were going to tell us about that. Right. Even Gul Dukat's like, you knew and you didn't tell us? Yeah. And she's like, well, that's on a need-to-know basis, and you so didn't need to know. They're setting up, like, also this, like, Obsidian Order thing, which we'll see, like, at oh, the yeah. end of this There's season. a power struggle yeah. on Cardassia Prime that the Cardassian Central Command does not even know exists. Right. Like, like the, the Obsidian Order has, like, run, like, rampant. And they talk about it, like, later, Dukat's, like... Well, the military and like the government just do their own thing, and then the Obsidian Order just does their own thing, and then Cisco's like, "That's pretty inefficient," and he's like, "Well, it's worked for five hundred years," and it's yeah. like, "Yeah, well, it's about to fucking not work, dude." <laughs> like, it gets um, bad. <laughs> so, so Dukat's like freaked out. He's like, "How could you not tell us, right?" And she's like, oh, "None of your fucking business." Uh, Cisco mentions the anti-proton beam that the Dominion used to see the cloak. Yeah. Which is, like, crazy 
that nobody figured that out. Since anti-proton beams aren't, like, rare. Right, but they don't know how it works, really, though. Like, they, they kind of... They, they don't. They, they don't kind of like the specifications or anything what, of how yeah, to use it Yeah, like, way. what does it do? Like, they don't really know. They just know that, like, it ha- it's like an anti-proton beam. Like, so it's kind of like the secret weapon. Which, like... True. It's kind of a big deal that, like, Cisco is like, look, I'll, like, we'll figure out how to do this. But, like, it doesn't really matter anyway in the end, because, like, the Dominion just takes over Cardassia anyway, so they would have yeah. found out anyway or whatever. But Well, the, um, the anti-proton beam, like, it seems like someone in the Federation should have figured that out, since there's so much time and effort put towards trying to figure out how to battle ships that use cloak because yeah. the Federation isn't allowed. Well, they use the Everybody tachyon else grid. Like, the Federation uses the tachyon grid, so they just fly big fleets into, like, areas, and then they, like, link to each other, and then if a ship flies in between them, they know. That's how yeah, they do it. Yeah, which is... It's a, a little unreliable and clunky. Yeah, it's too much. you have much. to have multiple ships. Yeah, you, there's and, not a one-ship solution, right? You need... Yeah, like, all it takes is, uh, in order to ruin your tachyon field, is for one of those ships to be destroyed before you can find... Make a hole, ...the yeah. hidden ship. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that didn't get discovered yet. And, I mean, everything is discovered in its own time, so it might just be that Federation scientists hadn't cracked that nut yet. Yeah, right? the Federation's kind of dumb about cloaking technology. Like, we're, like, I say we, like, we're the Federation. I guess we are. We are, man. <laughs> but, like, we're, like, idiots, because like, we don't have it. And then, like, when we get it, we're like, how does this shit work? <laughs> like, we don't, <laughs> like, we don't know, right? We're very much like, they'll uncloak before they attack us. Yeah. And well, they yeah, do that's, that's because you have rules. to. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, anyway, the Defiant uh, passes into Cardassian territory and attacks Outpost sixty one. Nice. And, that's the sex uh, number on no. Cardassia. Oh, eight degrees colder, I guess. <laughs> um, well, they're cold blooded. They're like they're watching this on a screen that looks like uh, the map from Star Fox. Yeah, it's cool. And, like, the little ships are going... Bloop, bloop, and uh, Cisco notices that the warp signature is wrong, so it's a decoy, and he has uh, Dukat recall gold Toran ships. Mm-hmm. But it's a too little too late. The Defiant destroys Outpost 47 completely before anyone can even react. Awesome. And it just cloaks and pieces out, fucking breaks out. See ya. <laughs> and the last heading they were on is going to take them directly into the heart of Cardassian space. Dun, dun, dun. And Cornus is like, "I, you should be commended, Commander Cisco. It would be great if we had someone yeah. who had any sort of ability as a tactician on yeah. our side." It's oh man, it's this whole like only the strong survive, like Sith like war mentality that the Cardassians have. Like everything's a test. Like very like the Romulans. Like everything's a test, right? Like Ah, oh, but I love I love it. I love Gold Ducat's reaction. He just sort of sits there and he's like, Okay. He's all right. he's harmed. <laughs> yeah. He's like harmed by it. He's like, fuck, she's right. All those people yep. died. Ah, fuck, I fucked up. That's gonna be a mark on my record. He doesn't care about the people who died. Yeah, he doesn't care about any of that. <laughs> people are gonna think I'm incompetent. Oh no. Yeah. Yep. Back on. Well, actually, let's take another break. Okay. <laughs> we will take another break and we'll return with the finale of this episode after these messages. After these messages. 
Centurions, Max Ray, and Ace McCloud. The Centurions call for more powerful weapons. Energize. Max gets Tidal Blast. Ace gets Orbital Interceptor. They strike back with added firepower. Max by sea. Ace by air. Centurions! Power Extreme! Man Machine! Figures as shown, other toys sold separately. New from Kenner. Welcome back from those messages, folks. Uh, we're going to talk a bit more about Star Trek, if you'll allow us. Yeah, that's why you're here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, after Dukat gets dunked on uh, <laughs> by Coronis and by the Defiant, yeah. uh, Riker, Tom Riker sets course for a planet called Omecla 3, and Kira realizes that that's where a shipyard is. Sure, blow up a bunch of ships. Fuck it. And she also realizes that there are like a billion more important targets to hit. And Riker says, "Not if you got a cunning plan like me." Yeah, he kind of is like, "I hope that's what they're thinking, like, because then they won't realize where we're going or whatever." He, and that's uh, when she's when she's like, "Look, like if I had the Defiant when we were fighting the Carnassians, like, oh, yeah, I, I would have fucking." Ahead. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, that all happens later. Fuck. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we can talk about whatever, whenever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but, yeah, but if she's like, if I had the Defiant, like, I would have fucked these bitches up, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. It would have been nothing but death and destruction Bad. as far as the eye could see. Yeah. I mean, you have a fucking ship that just could blow up a planet. Like, it's, like, crazy. Like, um, what would you do with it? <laughs> I would go to Ryza. Um... <laughs> Kira is like she's in like a like a bedroom basically, but she like opens the panel on the wall and sabotages the cloak by just like opening up a plasma oh, manifold, right? And it just blows plasma fucking everywhere. Like, is that that might be like a flaw that you might want to look yeah, into? Yeah, that's so <laughs> like unsafe. if you're. If you're in a like a bunk area and you can open the panel and just like fuck the cloak up, like what are you doing? Let me open the window in the sub. <laughs> hey, someone's like venting plasma. What is that? Oh, uh, so one of the dirt farmers is treating Kira's in injury. Oh, she gets burned. Yeah, yeah, she gets plasma burns, which is like nothing in the future, I guess. Yeah, they'll just, like, give you a new arm. <laughs> Here you go. But uh, Riker's like, you're coming with me to the bridge, because we all want to be able to keep an eye on you. And yeah. Hopefully there's no place to vent plasma anywhere near you. <laughs> it's not as dangerous as being in a bunk. So <laughs> Come to the bridge. You can't just hit the fucking self-destruct button or anything. <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, Cisco and Ducat are supposed to be planning strategy, but Ducat is distracted. This is a really great scene. This is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, he's talking about his son Mikor's eleventh birthday. He's eleven years old. Happy birthday, Mikor! And Mikor wants his father to take him to the amusement center, which is like. <laughs> So Cardassian. <laughs> Would you like to go to the amusement center, Mikor? The amusement yes, center. It's straight that down. That sounds th adequate. <laughs> it's straight down the street from the torture center. <laughs> They're both sometimes. They do connect in the middle. 
Um, he's like, oh, but I won't be able to take him because work came up and, you know, that happens. And Cisco, like, smiles and he's like, you know, the same thing happened with Jake on his birthday one year. Yeah. You only hope that one time, one day when he's old enough, he'll understand why you weren't there. Yeah. And he's, he has his hand out metaphorically, like, we're not so different, you and I. Yeah, he's doing the Starfleet thing, right? He's being a Starfleet guy. Like, oh, maybe we can, like, bridge these gaps. Maybe we're, maybe we're all not so different. And Ducat slaps his hand away. He says, you know, uh, he's not going to think back on this day and understand what I was doing. All he's going to remember is that this day, a Federation officer on a Federation ship invaded my home and kept my father away from my birthday. And that's so sad. It's it's such a microcosm of what is to come. Like that's their entire relationship in a nutshell. It's is true. that conversation? Cisco tries to find common ground because he is a Federation man deep in his heart, right? And on the surface, through and through, he's a Federation man. He makes some yeah, he decisions just later a, on that a warrior later. Yeah, he makes some decisions that aren't Federation, but it, in his heart of heart, in his true self, he is a Federation man. So he puts his hand out. Like, we're not so different. We both have sons that we've disappointed that we wish we could be better for. Right. And Ducat just says straight up, you're the reason why I disappointed my son. I didn't disappoint him. Yeah. And it's your federation that causes all of this. And Cisco just fucking takes it. He just walks away. You know, what else do you say to that? Uh, yeah, you can't argue with that. That's uh, yeah, we're, we're at, where we're at right now, right? Yeah. Like it, it makes, man, the Cardassians, like, it, yeah, it's kind of like they need to get their planet fucked up a little bit to, to see what's going on. <laughs> they don't even learn their lesson that well. It, like, no, it If takes it wasn't a for Damar being the hero of Cardassia and everything, they probably wouldn't have learned any lesson at all. They do in online. They're, like, pretty okay in online because they, they, like, get the shit kicked out of them by everything. So they're kind of, like humbled a little bit. They're not so like it's true. Fucking They're terrible. not the Cardassian Star Empire anymore. Yeah, yeah, the Cardassian. What is it? What is that what they are? What's their the Cardassian Empire? I think I it's the know. Cardassian Empire. It is also the Romulan Empire. Cardassians are just updated Romulans. They were like it's They're, yeah. I feel like Ronald D. Moore was like, these guys are too close to Vulcans. I don't want them on my show. <laughs> It makes sense that it was, like, I think it's cool that, like, it is them. Because, like, you kind of forget about them, right? And you're kind of like, oh, whatever, who cares about the Cardassians? Yeah. And And then, like, they wind up fucking everybody over. It's great. They end up being, like, for a little bit at the beginning of the show, they're, like, the major antagonists. And then they fall in line with an even bigger antagonist. It's like Reader Repulsa when Lord Zed shows up. Oh, man, what a great analogy. (laughs) And Lord Zed's like, I'm taking over. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. I'm going to be making the big clay monsters. (laughs) Apparently, I didn't watch any more Power Rangers after that, but apparently that continues where they just, like, the bad guys from the previous season sticks around and another one shows up. Oh, they get another bigger so, bad like, guy. By the point, like, I think of Power Rangers in space, there's, like, bad guys from, like, six seasons all work under the new bad guy. <laughs> They're like the fucking uh, Legion of Doom. <laughs> 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 uh, 
What do they do? What are they talking about all day? If I'm wrong, don't tell me. I don't care. Don't um, don't you hate Jason the Red Ranger? Who? He's been on the show for five years, dude. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? I hate that prick. Do you mean Rocky the Red Ranger? And the <laughs> oh third guy walks God. up like, Who? Who? <laughs> Oh God! I heard Tommy beat his wife. <laughs> uh, I don't. I believe that through and through. Is that what he did, or did he like commit uh, like assault or something? I think he's didn't just he, like, a prick. Honestly, I think he's he just, just a an prick. Asshole. I don't want to. The guy, the Cody from uh, Step by Step, beat. Yeah, his he's wife. the one who beat his wife. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to confuse my assholes here. <laughs> uh, this is when Kira notices that the target is Omekla Three Shipyard. And yeah, she she gives him this big speech about how if he was a true terrorist, he doesn't have the stomach for being a terrorist. He's trying to be yeah. a hero, which he's, you can't and you don't be. get to. Yeah, you don't get to be a hero and be a terrorist. It doesn't work. But Riker also uh, tells her that they're um, that shipyard isn't just used for regular Cardassian ships. Yeah, he knows like some secret shit, which like we don't know about yet, but we'll find out about. Yeah, they're they're building up a secret invasion force that only the uh, uh, Obsidian Order knows about. Yeah, which like is later. We'll see this later. Uh, yeah, this is gonna become a recurring this is a big theme. Deal. This this is a big deal. Uh, Cisco is talking to Ducat, and he realizes that the Maquis have a plan. They're not just attacking random spaces. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're attacking places in order to make sure that one sector is left alone without any warships. The Orias system. Right. This is very much a Starfleet plan. You only attack what you absolutely have to in order to make certain that the actual target is free. Right. Never harm more than is absolutely necessary to achieve the goal. Right, which is like the exact opposite of how like a terrorist works. Yes. It's very Starfleet, <laughs> not very yeah. terroristic. Yeah. Um, the Orias system is the one that they're aiming for. And um, Dukat's like, oh, well, we'll send Golrenor and his ships to the Orias system. And Coronis, the Obsidian Order lady, is like, if you do, they'll be destroyed. Don't go there. She's like, don't do not do it. Don't <laughs> yeah. go there, girlfriend. That's what she says. <laughs> and then Gold Dukat's like, well, why the hell not? <laughs> She's like, that system is under the Obsidian Order's protection, and if you go anywhere near it, we're going to shoot you with our big, big guns. And Dukat's like, fuck you, man, we're going. He's, he's like, you can fucking like file a protest. I don't give a fuck. We're going, man. Yeah, Dukat's like, you better fucking talk to the high command about that shit. Yeah. And uh, he goes and checks up on her information with the Obsidian Order, and they absolutely refuse to give him any info about the Arias yeah. system. Which Zero. Is normal. Pretty normal. Just normal things happening. However, uh, the Kraxen, which is a great name for a ship. Yeah. The Kraxen, Golrenor ship, found a neutrino leak out in space. Uh, they think that it might be nothing because it's not moving. Right. But uh, the, Tom Riker, being a dumbass, uh, takes a, makes a run for the Orias system. And they can follow his ship because of the neutrino leak. Yep. So Ducat orders every ship he can to follow, but none of them can catch it because the Defiant is super dope. It's, dude. The, when like like later when it shoots that ship, you're like, holy fuck! This oh yeah, thing is ridiculous. It absolutely fucks up that ship. 
Dude, no, no question is all. It's that's so cool. I love the Defiant. Um, three Kelden class ships. I thought they were saying Kelvin, but it's apparently Keldon. Keldon. I always said Keldon. Yeah, it's Keldon apparently. Yeah, they appear out of nowhere. Uh, they just uh, they come out of the Araya system, and Ducat's like Coronus. Who are those ships? What do they belong to? Where are they from? And she's like, that's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Um, so, the Keldon are like the big, like, they're like the big, like, the, oh they're yeah. kind of like the size of, like, uh, the Enterprise D, like, they're real big. Dukad, like, straight up says the Obsidian Order is, like, uh, forbidden to possess military equipment, because they're not the military. They're an well, intelligence nobody agency. told them that. <laughs> and Cornus is like, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. She kind of smiles and's like, "Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> do what I want. Do what <laughs> I want. You can't stop me." Yep, yep. Thomas Riker is straight up like, "We're gonna go to our deaths. This is gonna be a glorious death, and I'm gonna be way better than Will Riker. There's nothing <laughs> you can do about it." Right. And Kira straight up tells him like, "This is less about the Maquis, and it's more about you trying to be." different and better than Will Riker and he has this yeah. line that he says dead seriously that I find so funny he <laughs> says you shouldn't go fishing today you won't catch anything <laughs> I understand what he's saying but it's such it's a just goofy a, phrase in that in the in the frame of like what's going on it's stupid like it's some folksy wisdom but it's like yeah man <laughs> you learned that up in Alaska know. Yeah, he's an Alaskan boy through and through. Yeah, um, Cisco <laughs> makes a deal with Ducat. He it's a kind of a hard fought deal. They have a little bit of an argument back and forth about it. Yeah, he wants them to surrender the ship and the crew to the Federation, and in return, he'll give the sensor logs, which have scans of the Arias system, right, to Ducat and the Central Command. Which anything the Obsidian Order is hiding is in those scans. Which like. Like, this is, like, a smart play. Like, I think, like, I don't know. I think Dukat gets, like, it's kind of screwed here. Because, like, on one hand, like, what do the what does the Federation need to know about it, right? Like, they don't really... I mean, I guess, like, from a military standpoint, they would want to know also. Obviously, they would oh, yeah. want to know. But, like, at least now they know that that's there. And they now they can kind of deal with that, like, like later. At this, like, at this point, Dukat doesn't know what's in the Arias system. I mean, yeah. he can probably piece it together, but he's really stupid. Right. And he has no proof, either. Like, the Central Command isn't going to believe that the Obsidian Order, which is like a, a branch that's supposed to just be intelligence, is plotting against them. That's like, right. they're going to need proof. So this gives him the proof he needs. Uh, however, the, he wants that pot sweetened a little bit. He wants some blood, yeah. right? Yeah, you need the Cardassians need a, a show trial. They need a they need a thing, right? Yeah, they need someone to show the rightness of Cardassian justice. Yep. right. Yep. We learn all about that later. Yep. But um, Dukat, he wants Tom Riker, and he wants to take him to Cardassian justice. And Cisco, like. I don't know if I would want this or not. I don't think if Cisco made the right move here. He wants yeah. the death penalty taken off the table, which means that Tom Riker is going to have to spend the rest of his life in a labor camp. I would rather be dead. Yes, me too. I, I'd be like, you can just kill me. That'd be fine. Yes, please give me the death penalty, please. Yeah, I don't want to like have to suffer for like 
as long as I'm gonna like it's yeah for my horrible. whole life until I die. Yeah, they'll probably keep you alive. Oh like, yeah, for a while they'll do whatever they can to keep you alive. They need that sweet sweet labor. Yeah, um, the defiant <laughs> turns like ships are in front of the defiant, so the defiant like engages them, and they fucking just. Destroy them in battle. They leave them whole, but they completely destroy them with like two shots each. The yeah, Defiant is awesome. Fucking machine gun phaser shit. It's like, and they're just like done. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? But that ship's crazy. They at this point, three more ships come from the Orion system, and they're also being followed by like five or ten ships. Yeah, there's more ships. So there's literally nothing the Defiant could do to survive at this point, but Riker is on a suicide mission. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. But that's when Ducat and Sisko show up on his screen, and they tell him about the deal they've struck. He has to give himself up. He has to be yeah. uh, serve life in a labor camp, but his crew, his dirt farmers, get to go back to the Federation... <laughs> And the yeah, they get they stay in trial. Well. Yeah, they get to stay in trial in like the Federation. So they'll like be in prison, but it'll be like painting is at two, swim yeah. class is at three. It's when you like uh, you need to clean the leaves out of the gutters, like yeah. Tom, Tom Paris prison, right? Yeah, like you get to wear like it's like casual Thursday. You get to wear like jeans. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much just clean the grounds and <laughs> hang out in the building. That's what you do. Yeah. It's like what I imagine like Swedish prison is like prison in Sweden. Nobody gets butt plugged in a Federation <laughs> prison unless they're into it. <laughs> unless it's conjugal butt plugging. Yeah, um, <laughs> Riker agrees plugging. to the Riker agrees to the deal because Kira kind of talks him into it. Yeah, and um, they have to get away from the Obsidian Order ships because they're trying to blow the Defiant out of the, the sky. They don't want the Defiant system uh, scan yeah. logs being used against them. Right. They make it to the Kraxen who put their shield up around them. Yep. And Riker sends the logs over. He, it's not a trick. He's doing the honorable thing. He did it. He's a good boy. <laughs> Uh, Kira lies straight to his face and says that they're gonna save him. And Riker, we'll come back for you. <laughs> Riker gets the last kiss he's ever gonna get. Oh, uh, it's a good last kiss, though, man. Yeah, Kira is super into it as well. She's yeah, she, she like kind of she wouldn't admit it, but she's kind of into that terrorist shit. That kind of oh, gets yeah. her going. That's like it, a thing. Like every Bajoran guy she gets with used to be a terrorist. So did you blow up Cardassians? Oh my god, get in my guts. That's, that's probably what she, yeah. Wish we didn't use that so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably like eventually why she started to get into Odo when he started like fighting back against the fucking oh, yeah. founders and stuff. She was like, this is kind of like terrorism. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And Odo and Odo can just get all up in those guts. Oh my god. You're not wrong, but, you know. <laughs> he could just turn himself into a tiny little guy and go up in there. <laughs> this episode written by Brandon Braga. It's me, Brandon Braga. Wouldn't it be cool if Odo went inside of a vagina? <laughs> All right, Brandon, good stopping by the writer's room today. Hey, uh, I've got another idea, guys. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if, like... Uh, Odo went to the goo planet that all the goo people are from and they formed into a Voltron but it was a giant <laughs> naked woman and then he went up her vagina 
we'll be think we'll think about it. We'll think about that one. There's room for that, I think. No, we'll you figure didn't, it out. You didn't write it on the board. Voltron vagina. Write it. Write it. <laughs> I wanna watch you write it. <laughs> Write, write it slower. <laughs> slower with that marker. Oh, yeah. Markers are also my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Only when they write about giant vagina. Yeah, it's just the word giant and vagina. This is like the second time in a week span that I've called you Brandon Prague over something. <laughs> that's because that's what I'm talking about, man. That dude loves this shit. He's a big He's a Patreon. <laughs> He's he's on the Patreon because we keep mentioning it. We keep mentioning yep. giant lady vaginas, and he's like, "Oh, give me that good content. Five dollars a month, ten dollars a month. How much do I need to put in to where you'll make it happen?" God, maybe there'll be a rich masters about it. <laughs> That's what Rich should do. Rich should do like Brandon Braga's top ten most <laughs> fantasized episodes. I will not read those on the air. No, no, those no. Those are just for Brandon. That's me, Brandon. Uh, Ronald D. Moore has a quote about this episode. Okay. He says, We talked early in the year about doing an episode with Tom Riker. Early on, we had played with the idea of Tom being the leader of the Maquis movement, that we would mm. suddenly notice that the Maquis were getting a lot better out there and kicking some serious butt. Why? But. Because Tom Riker has defected. He's their general. Okay, I'm glad they didn't uh, do that. Instead, their general is like a <laughs> tiny, weak Canadian man that loves the name is. He loves it. Oh, God. He's like, ah, you thought I was Michael Eddington, but actually I was Jean Valjean. Dude, that fucking guy, Eddington. Eddington sucks. The thing is, they don't even try and make you feel like... They don't even try to make you like Eddington. He's like a piece of shit from the minute he shows up. Yeah, he's skeevy, like, real early. You're kind of like, what is this? But then he, like, wins you. Like, they, like, write him. He so never won me over. over. <laughs> he never won me over at all. I always thought he sucked. I was like, this guy yeah. blows. Get him out of here. He's the perfect uh, general for the Maquis. Yeah, because they also blow. They're lame. They're all lame. The, the thing is, the Maquis are hard to get behind in a lot of ways, but visually, couldn't they have had, like, a cool outfit or something? They all look like shit. Yeah, I hate that they just wear, like, their fucking farm outfit. It's like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. What would Couldn't you give you all them, dress though? like cool space ninjas? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I would love you then. <laughs> yeah, they need Could you imagine cause... if instead of taking his dumb sideburns off, Riker, like, re he, like, reached down below the collar of his neck and pulls up a fucking ninja mask and puts <laughs> it on? <laughs> he puts a hood on. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, they should have done that. Instead, the Maquis suck, and they'll never be cool. <laughs> yeah, well, they're done. They're gone. Federation tried to tell them, dude. Federation was like, you guys don't want to do this. And then they were like, nah, fuck you, dad. And then like, oh, uh, well, guess what? You didn't really want to. You were fucking with uh, a, beehive's, a beehive nest that you couldn't deal with. The prod net. <laughs> the thing is, the internet thing. was around at this point, right? The, yeah, uh, like they talk about it. They talk about IRC boards and stuff having an effect on like what they wrote. Oh wow! And uh, there's absolutely no way viewers like the Maquis. 
or they wouldn't well, have got did. rid of him so fast. It's like, it, like we talk about it all the time, and I'm, I'm always like more on the side of being like a Maki apologist. But like, it's like there's something there. Like there is something to this. But there's, like, the thing is, I feel there is some way to do th- the easiest way to do this story in the Star Trek universe is have a world that's not part of the Federation. Have a people who aren't part right. of the Federation it, it who've like lived on these worlds their whole that, lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like they live they've lived on these worlds for as long as we've lived on Earth. Right. Like the Maquis make perfect sense then. Then it makes per- yeah, and but- I would I would agree with them wholeheartedly. Like the Federation gave up their ancestral home world so that they wouldn't right. have to get into a war. That's that's like I understand the Maquis at that point. Right. Maybe the you do are that. just a bunch of fucking like hipster ass kombuchas swilling fucking like cold brew drinking. Yeah. Like hipsters, they're like, "Oh, we're farmers out here. <laughs> we're at a cooperative." Maybe, like, maybe, like, that's when like the Native American aspect of the Maquis comes in because, like, the Native Americans from the Federation are like, uh, they're like, "Well, th- the Federation is doing to these people what America did to us." Like, maybe that's where like Chakotay comes. In. You know what I mean? Like, maybe sure, but even some of even them that doesn't make over. sense since like these aren't their worlds. They were just a bunch of Class M planets that didn't have people on it that they went to 16 right. years ago. Right, but like, I, I uh, but I'm just trying to like make it so like maybe like that's where you get some of like 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 how Tom like Tom does like Tom does it in this episode. He's like, I just like. Like we should fight for them, you know. Like they just like f- like find these causes. Like there are like ways hipsters to make do. it like work. fucking hipsters. Yeah, <laughs> there are ways to make it work, and I think the absolute easiest way is to make them an alien race that have always been there. Yeah, I think that's like yeah that that makes it more meaningful and it makes it more complicated. And like it could be that they've been part of the Federation for a long time as well. Like the, their ancestral homeworld, they believed in the Federation. They joined because they right. believed in what it was. And the Federation gave up their ancestral homeworlds so right. that they could stop they didn't have to fight the Cardassians. Right, that's like way shitty. Yeah, that's and like you understand shitty. why the Federation <laughs> did it, though, because, like, yeah. if you don't do it, then it's open war. They're gonna die. They're gonna die anyway. Yeah, yeah, but you absolutely understand why these, like, fake Maquis I created feel well, the way very, they do. It fits with the World War II lead-up that is this show, right? Like, mm. this is kind of like the World War II of Star Trek where, like, there's appeasement going on, where, like, the Federation is just trying to avoid it, don't want to do this again, you know what I mean? Yeah, we and, just had our world war with yeah. the Borg. Yeah, like, maybe uh, maybe we don't want to do this so quickly, but, like, in the end, like, it, it's not the right thing to do, right? You should They should have taken... They should have taken care of Cardassia, like, not selling Patton, but we should have rolled through Germany and just gone into Russia. <laughs> like, fuck it. The, That's uh, what, you know... The whole Maquis is very much like a surface level thing. It works on a surface level as long as you don't examine it in any way, shape, or form. Right. As soon as you... If you, like, scratch it with your thumb, you realize that it's made out of paper. It's not an actual... Uh, anything substantial. Your thumb just goes right through. Yeah, it's... It's not great. And, like, I'm glad that this show kind of deals with it on its... Like, like after this, there's, like, maybe one or two more episodes, right, with it, and then yeah. it's done. Well, the, th- the thing is, as well, like, I always talk about Voyager being, like, uh, missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. The Maquis could have been done very well in Voyager. 
Well, because right, you don't have sense. to worry about their dumb movement. You just know that they're counter to the Federation and they have this reason why or whatever. Right, and but that's have... the one where they just kind of hand wave it the most. Oh, it's yeah. so weird. Absolutely. It but makes it, sense because, like, it could have worked like you have the marriage of the two ships and they were just enemies. That's a great concept. Right. Like, you have to work with your enemies in order to overcome a worse enemy. Right. Uh, instead, they all become best friends forever, except that one lady. <laughs> yeah, who's like the bad guy for like one. Yeah. Th- oh my and god, that also, show is so There's a spoiler bad. that makes it even that that doesn't even fucking make sense. <laughs> Which is, it, it makes Chakotay look like the fucking biggest fool that's ever lived. <laughs> and he Dude. is. Dude, I, uh, that show sucks so hard. I'm so glad that I never have to see Tom Riker ever again, man. <laughs> well, they like, got rid of him. He's gone. Except for in season eight of Rich Masters. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's back. Does he die in that? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He should have died in this. He yeah, he should have died in this. It's like they wanted to get rid of him in a more specific way. Like, he's not just in the Federation anymore. He's gone. There's only one Will Riker in the Federation now. Yeah. And Rich Masters was like, no. He's not gotten rid of hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Now there's only one Will Riker on the plane of the living. (laughs) And one on the plane of the dead. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad he's gone, I guess, because, like, I, I, I... I don't know. Could they have just let him just go off into the sunset? Probably, right? Like yeah, they could have just not brought him up again, and I it could have been one of the things that you just don't mention anymore that happened yeah. in Star Trek all the time. Do you want to like Richie Cunningham's brother him? Do you want to like send yeah. him upstairs Chuck and like, him. never bring him down? Chuck, Chuck Cunningham. Him, yeah. Like I don't know. I, I guess like you got to get rid of him, right? But like getting rid of him like this is like half ass. The thing is, as well, like, this character didn't need to exist. He was just a silly concept. He should have right. died in the cave in the first episode. Yeah, he should have. He should have died, like, it should have been, like, switched, where Will is the one that's about to fall, right? He's right. like, and Tom is holding on to him, and he pulls him up, and he gets him to the top of the bridge, but then his part of the bridge falls off, and he dies. It's he like saved fate. Will. Fate wants him to die. Just yeah. The universe is like final destination. Yeah, <laughs> we we don't need two Will Rikers. Yeah, no, that's unnecessary. I, like I'm, I, I don't know. There's some cool shit in this episode with with Ducat. Like Ducat's always great, right? So oh, that's yeah. worth it. And it moves like this episode moves the plot forward. Like it, it's good for the show. Like with the uh, Obsidian Order and Ducat and all that shit. Like that all matters later. So it's true, but. There, there is stuff that's good in this episode, but Tom Riker yeah. isn't really one of them. No, he's kind of <laughs> superfluous. Like, and like I was talking, we were talking before that we recorded. Like, I was like, this episode's not bad. Like, it's not terrible. It's right? not that bad at all. It's probably it, one of the best Maquis episodes you get, besides yeah. the final Maquis episode, which is great because they're all day. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's great about? I think like it's one of those episodes in DS Nine where you're like, oh man, this episode, and then like like there's so many episodes in this show where you think that, and then you watch it and you're like, oh, this isn't that, that bad. Was, that was better than I thought I remembered it being. You know, there's a ton of episodes in this show like that, and this is definitely one of them. I got two fun facts for you here. What? To fresh out the gate, John Larroquette fun facts of the week. 
Okay. Uh, number one, Jonathan Frakes always felt that Thomas Riker should return to Deep Space Nine and was Ugh. upset that Kira never fulfilled her promise to rescue him. <laughs> Jonathan uh, Frakes? No! The producers had sent out a fourth season pitch letter to freelance writers saying what they would be interested in hearing in and what they would not want to be interested in. To be and hearing one of them was and Tom, Tom Riker was on the not. They do not want to hear about Tom Riker in any of your pitches. Thank God. <laughs> good, good plan. Um, <sighs> and according to the non-canon Star Trek Voyager novel Quarantine, I think we all remember that one. It was Chakotay's idea for Tom Riker to steal the Defiant from Deep Space Nine. Oh, because everything's connected, right? Everyone knows everybody. Everything. It's all, it's, it's like this Lucas prequels. Everyone's connected. Everybody's related. Chakotay yep. is Tom Riker's brother. <laughs> Chakotay and Tom Riker served on the Ganges. Or the, the, the Gandhi. That's what it was. The Gandhi. Yeah. Fucking, um, also, Iris Stephen Bear lied straight to an audience of people at a convention and said that they'll see, they'll definitely see the return of Tom Riker. Because he's not a part of Next Gen anymore. He's ours, and we can do what we want with him and not worry about what the movies are going to do with Will. <laughs> yeah. He lied straight to their face. That's fine. You got to do that at cons. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's what a lot of lying going on about Tom Riker and the world. <laughs> Man, I'm, you know what? I'm glad that he's done. Like, Oh, yeah. Dude, it you would know be what nice would really to- suck? What? If you're watching Picard, right? Oh, no, and he's Tom. Oh, they, no. The door opens, and Will Riker comes in, and he's like, oh, did you miss me? And then they no, it's hug him. and go on an adventure, and no, then he takes him. those sideburns off. <laughs> Jeff, it's him. No, you're absolutely... It, Jeff, it's him. You're right. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be Will. It's gonna be Tom. You're. You're right, dude. Dude, if they really do that, I will be so upset. Oh my god, I'm convinced that you're right. You're, you've never been more right about anything. That's actually what's gonna happen. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I said man. our podcast is really good a bunch of times, but I guess that wasn't as right. Um, <laughs> this episode is like. It's a. I, I would ditch it if somebody described it to me, but I would yes. ditch it as it is. It's a pretty good episode. It's better than it it should be. Like it's yes. one of those. It, I would say it's like a B minus. On paper, mm. it's like a D. On on paper, I would say it was like a skip. I would skip this episode. You would fail it. Yeah, I, I'm being generous. I'd give it a. You D. are being very generous because even with it being a passing grade, I would give it like a C minus. If I was reading it, I'm trying to like imagine like if I was reading the script, and I I just keep thinking about the parts with Ducat, and they're they're gold. Like they're, they're that's they are pure gold. gold. The, it, it's like the B plot in this episode is m- way better than the A plot. Right. It's like the B plot is the A plot, and then the, but the A plot is like worthless. Like who cares about the monkey and all, all that shit? Who cares? I don't. I just. It sounds like they were so excited to use the character of Tom Riker, and I get why. Like, Jonathan Frakes gets to be on our show, right? Yeah, he's amazing. He's great. He gets to be a cool guest actor, and we get to, we get to do the switcheroo on our audience or whatever, but Tom Riker is nothing. He's nothing. He's, There's he's, nothing to that character. Right. He's literally nothing. He's worthless. Like, yeah. if you're not exploring our relationship with ourselves... 
like Will Riker's relationship with himself, that character is pointless. It's like a fucking oh, we got our new TNG episode guest starring Burke from TOS. <laughs> fucking Bad Kirk shows up. Yeah, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> but Why? What it does only works. It only works when there's two of them. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't work when there's one of them. It's pointless. So the B plot in this episode is gold, though. It's it yeah. really is like sifting through the dirt to find the diamonds, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, I give that's it a Ronald C-. D. Moore's genius. Like that's that's his like like that's how like all of Battlestar is just like everything propels the show. Everything matters. It's a ama- it's, it's a it's amazing. How it's he a does smart it. way to work as well. Like the A plot B plot structure because yeah. like. In a lot of episodes of Star Trek, you're stuck with one plot for the whole episode, and if it sucks, then the the episode sucks. But you have, like, 50-50 chance when you have an A plot and a B plot. Yeah, one of them could be good, and if they're both good, it's double good, right? Yeah. There's really no risk unless, like, both plots suck. No, there's no risk, because if an episode sucks, it sucks. It sucks. It was going to suck anyway, yeah. You run into a problem when you have A plot, B plot, C plot, though. Because you can have two parts that suck and one part that's good. That's like more of a film thing. Films do that more than... TV doesn't have the time, usually. Well, now it does. Every show's like six hours long. I can watch the new episode of Game of Thrones, or I can watch the extended edition of The Fellowship of the Ring. I've got enough time for one. Yo, can we talk about how on Netflix they're not the extended editions? Yeah, why would I want to watch that? What the fuck is that? Aragorn doesn't sing once in those things. (laughs) I was, like, waiting for the scene with the skulls in Return of the King when they go into the mountain. Oh, yeah, the fucking, like avalanche of skulls that must have cost like a billion dollars in props and i was like man i love this scene this scene's great right and i'm like oh my god this isn't the extended edition fuck this garbage why would you do that (laughs) i understand that people don't want to sit for six hours and watch a movie who who doesn't want to sit for six hours (laughs) those people are dum-dums and i don't care i will watch all of those movies in a day whenever I can. I love that shit. Yeah, Crystal and I sat down over a weekend and we watched one movie a day because it was a three-day weekend for her. And at the end of those three movies, we were both like, oh, that's it? Yeah, you could also watch, more. You could watch The Hobbits. Uh, <laughs> and hate your life and be like, what have I become? Why does why did they do The Hobbit dirty like that? Why'd they do it like that, Josh? Because Peter Jackson was like, He's he's George Lucas. He didn't realize he was too old and tired to do it. He was like, I don't. He didn't really want to do, do it. Is the thing like Guillermo del Toro was yeah, going to do Guillermo it, and they were like, all right, what's your CG budget? And Guillermo del Toro was like, what? Yeah. What's CG? I'm doing it all practical. And they were like, nope. And they're like, all right, Guillermo, you cannot do that. You have to that replace all of these prosthetics that you're working on with CG. And he was like, peace. Yeah, they fucked Adios. up. It would have been. It would have been so much better. It would have been it so much been. better. Dude, you watch Hellboy two, and there's so much shit that's like this dude should be directing a Lord of the Rings. Like, I love those movies. Oh, Hellboy yeah. is great. The second Hellboy one's is great. Fucking awesome. The second one gets like bad rep for some reason, but it's yeah. so fucking good. The second one gets a bad rep because like it's one of those movies like where it's like a, a just a genuinely just like a good movie. But it's not, like, mind-blowing, so people are like, it's not good. That's, like, one of my favorite depictions of elves in anything. Oh, they're beautiful. They're, they're just so... so oh they're, my God. they're beautiful, but they're also, like, 
kind of weird and menacing at the same time. They're like like kind of how I think like the uh, the wood elves from The Hobbit would be, right? Like I know uh, like Legolas is a wood elf, so yeah, he's like the, beautiful, but like and like in like your version of the Lord of the Rings, that would be like yes. wood elves. When I read the book, when I read The Hobbit, I pictured them like like. They're more. They're not like like the uh, what I would call like the high. Like I'm using the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, they're not like uh, uh, yeah the the sin the Cinderin or the high elves. And yes. The, um, shit. I just the Sylvan or the, the Sylvan, wood elves. Yes. Yes. So I always pictured the wood elves as being more like pale and more like naturey. Right. They're a little more like um, wild. They're not yeah. so high up on their I own mean, butts. You're not like you're not off the mark with that if you saw that in your head when you were like reading it because like yeah. have you seen like the Rankin Bass Lord of the Rings? Yeah, they yeah. look like fucking grotesque monsters. Yeah, that. they're like evil as fuck. Because like in the book they're dickwads. They're, they're like huge dicks assholes. to the fucking yeah. uh, dwarves. But like, like, why do they care? Like, why do they always give a shit? Right? Like, it's like this weird ancient animosity. Do you know why yeah. the dwarves and the elves hate each other? I know only know from like the whatever the Similarian the, explanation. Yeah, the Cimmerillion, yeah. Yeah. The the elves made the Cimmerillions and the dwarves made this cool necklace to put them on. Yeah. And the uh, elves were like, "Hey, thanks." And the dwarves were like, "Wait, that's nope. a really cool necklace." Yeah, I really and want it. And then they it. fucking <laughs> killed the guy that that paid them to do that and stole it. Yeah. It's and so the elves so hate the dwarves because of it, and vice versa. <laughs> well, the the elves also sent like a fucking kill squad after those dwarves and killed them and took it back. So there's animosity there. <sighs> the elves are great. <laughs> my my favorite is in the Cimmerillion. They were like the dude made the Cimmerils, and he's like, "I want these. They're really pretty. Yeah, and I'll kill anyone who stands in my way." And they get stolen, and his, like, five sons are like, we pledge ourselves and our lives and our children's lives to get back these really pretty stones our dad wants. (laughs) Dude, he loved, like, the obsession of, like, being greedy like oh yeah i get like the analogy but like man it's like over the top like you just said it's like ridiculous right i love it so much and they all fucking die over these stupid stones that aren't even magical they just shine pretty diamonds and shit it's just nothing like who cares yeah i don't know he's got dragon sickness what like (laughs) fucking uh... dragon sickness Celebrimbor, the guy who created the rings with Sauron, yeah, yeah, the is the guy. last of that guy's bloodline. He's the only one who didn't go like Cimmeril crazy and fucking get yeah, killed. But he also made like all the fucking shittiest parts of the world. <laughs> he made all those goddamn rings. He did make all the rings. He didn't know. Like Sauron showed up as like an elf and he's like, hey bro, you know how to make cool rings? And Celebrimbor yeah. was like, dude. I love smithing. Let's fucking smith together. <laughs> smithing montage. And they made some dope-ass rings together, and then Sauron was like, <laughs> actually... It's a long con. That's- these are evil rings. And Celebrimbor <laughs> was like, well, it's a good thing I made these cool three rings for the elves that you never touched. Peace. Yeah. I'm going to give one to this hot lady, one of this other guy, and then some I'm other guy. Give- <laughs> This one to the really cool dude whose name is Gilgalad, which is Gil-Galad. a cool ass name. Yeah, Gilgalad. I named my uh, half elf D and D character Gilgalad Tierney after him. Ooh, 
Love that name. That's a good name. I always pick like nature names. I think that's like the oh, easiest. Oh yeah, it's very elven. Feather, like shit like it's, that. It's like super what yeah. elf. That's kind of where like the, I always use field for shit. Like that always came from that doing. Like oh. that was just my name from shit. So that's I cool. Use it. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. Because I, I use the name that. Jeff Pennington because that's what my fucking parents put on my birth certificates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a cool username. It sucks. <laughs> I used to use uh, Jumpman, JMP Man, but everybody, oh, yeah, read yeah. It, everybody read it as JMP Man, and I got tired of it, so I just made my name my I user remember account. when you were Jumpman, and I was like, who's this Jumpman? Who's this hilarious dude that I love? Who is this guy? And then <laughs> there was another person I, that I knew who had a similar like Twitter handle who was also an artist. Oh, yeah? And I would get confused, because I'd be like, wait, which, which one is this? Uh, I'm the good one? I don't know. The, the other one could be great. I don't know. I like how in new episodes of M-Class, we just end up talking about Lord of the Rings. We like do, like, a shoot the shit at the end. We just, we just, yeah, we talk about Elder Scrolls, Lord of the Rings. We're, I don't know if everyone knows how fucking dorky we really, Huge really are. Fucking, there, there was, like... I would say that it's not over, but there was a period of time a couple weeks ago where I was like, I should learn Cinder and Elvish. Yo, it's because it's the time of year, man. Like, when fall comes around, I get, like, horny as fuck for, like, fantasy shit. Like, I don't know why. Well, that's the thing is, like, we're doing a show about sci-fi, but, like, we both love sci-fi, but I feel like our deepest love is the fantasy genre. Yes, yes. We were really, like, all the, like, the kids from Stranger Things, like, that was, like, us, like, oh, growing yeah. up. Like, that was how I, like, not that early. I was much younger than them in the show, right? But, like, like a 90s version of that. What was I watching where they were, like, talking about being a nerd back... Oh, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about, like, being a nerd and playing D&D back in the day, like, in the 80s, like, like... Like, it was like an underground thing. Oh, you yeah. Keep that shit quiet. You had to keep... If anybody found yeah. out, you were ruined, right? And then they were talking about, like, the satanic panic of the 80s and people being like... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's devil Dude, worship. It's I was like telling somebody crazy. about chick tracts yeah. the other day, and my absolute favorite chick tract is the one about D&D, where mm-hmm. if you play it, you become a satanist and you gain magic powers if you kill your parents. Well, that's kind of like the um, the new and season like, of... Sign yeah. me up. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's kind of the new season of Riverdale. Is like they play D and D, and then there's like a cult. It's like very weird. It's like that's really hilarious. It's, it's awesome. It's it's great, and I think it's like uh, it, it's obviously like a, a a reference to like Satanic Panic, right? Where like the parents are like, you can't play that game. That and was then, going on when I was a kid as well. Like I yeah. lived in nowhere West West Virginia growing up, right? Mm. So like. I grew up in pretty much like the 1950s version of the yeah. world, yeah. And like to the point where like you were ostracized and treated like shit, and even like physically assaulted on the regular for right. having like glasses. Right. That was enough. And it's, like yeah, a very, black yeah, kid Stephen came King. to our school at a certain point, and yeah. everybody was horrible to him except like five or ten people. Right. And it was because he was so different. It was like this crazy different to everybody there. All the bullies and shit. They were like, "Fucking, we're hitting Jeff because he's got glasses. This dude's a whole different color." <laughs> <laughs> laugh at how funny that is, but it's it, fucked yeah. up. No, right? it's it's fucked up. But like you made it funny, so I let's. Yeah, well, that's. <laughs> It's comedy, baby. Um, 
to make comedy out of tragedy. So yeah. like the the whole D and D satanic thing was still going on when I right. was in school because I I heard about D and D on like a TV show. Right. Like some cartoon show or something, and they were talking about like, oh, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not that big of a nerd. Right. It may have been the Dexter's episode, Dexter's Lab, where oh. they play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I went to my parents, and I was like, oh, I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. And my mom was like, that's Satan worshiper stuff. You can't it's do that. So fucking weird. Like, it's so weird that that was a thing. And I don't know how it got because my mom like loved this fantasy series when she was a kid called or uh, when she was younger called the Dragon Riders of Pern. Okay, yeah. She was like a huge fan of this series. It's the same shit. Like, right, it's, it's all fantasy. the same shit. Right, it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's no and different. For some reason, D and D was Satan. If you did D and D, it was a cult. I and feel you like I'm a Satanist. I feel like this is like a throwback. This is like a whole other podcast, but like. Like, there are people who believe that dice are Satan worship, right? There's people who believe that cards, mm. like playing cards, are That's Satan wild. worship. And I feel like the the mixture of the dice with the magic and the the fighting monsters and demons, I, I, I think that, like, fucks their brain up where they're like, I, I don't know. And obviously, like, it's like books... And like you're you're reading out of a book, and it's like there's monsters in it, it's and it's like kind of like, like the, the Bible. Bible, right? It's like the yeah. bad Bible, you know what I mean? It's like as big as a Bible, and it yeah. costs twice as much. It's way more coherent than the Bible. It's way more <laughs> interesting. Yeah, only one person wrote it, so it's less made up than the Bible. Uh, only one person wrote the Bible too, Josh. His name is God. So. <laughs> Here's the part where I'm gonna throw in a bunch of nonsense that makes no sense. Man, God, you're crazy. If I was God <laughs> and I was, it. if I was, love it. <laughs> if I was God, I would be like, I'm God. I'm gonna write a good book, not a shitty book. There's Fuck a great Bible. part in the Bible that they cut out in the New Testament about a dude who has super strength who kills an army by himself. <laughs> That's a great book. <laughs> Yeah, I think the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe is more tightly woven than anything <laughs> in the Bible. Um, so the Thomas Riker episode was all right. <laughs> Hail Satan! Yeah, Hail Satan! Right. Praise right. Satan, everybody! Yeah. I, um, this episode's fine. It's better than I remembered it, and that's how I. That's just my final. It's just better than I remember it. Yeah, like like I said, I'd give it like a C minus, which is like. I feel like I've given that to a lot of mediocre episodes, so I think I'm yeah. safe. I think C- minus is the correct one for this I'm one. always more forgiving than you. I'm going to go B- minus because I'm a little... Sure. It's weird that that's the way it is. Cause you, people <laughs> think that it's... That it, people think that it don't be that way, but it is. But it do. <laughs> but it do. <laughs> yeah, they think that I'm like the hard ass, but I'm really not. In everything. It, it really like, oh, depends gosh. on the episode. It's whether just I'm going to be a hard ass or not. It's it's really how much yeah. the A plot affects me if the B plot's good. Yeah. And I, I just never wanted to see Tom Riker again. Well, now we never have to, thank God. It's it's really great to see Jonathan Frakes, but that character sucks. Yeah, because he's shitty, he's shitty Will. Like, it's just, it's like... Yeah, he's you're... shitty Will Riker, and also his personality is whatever the episode needs it to be. It's like you go to someone's house, right? And, like, you look in the fridge, and they have those delicious little pony bottles of Coke. 
and like you go to grab one and then like you pull it out of the fridge and then you look at the label and then suddenly it turned into a can of Diet Royal Crown Cola. <laughs> Jesus, that's such a downgrade. And you're like, what the shit happened? Did I go through a time vortex? No, Thomas Riker. It's just, it's, that's Thomas Riker. <laughs> that's the reveal of Tom yeah. Riker in this yeah. episode. I was looking when he takes to that coat. beard off, it's Royal Crown Cola <laughs> Diet. Someone's going to draw that shit. Oh, that'll be great. Like, we've, we've had, like, a lot of viewer input on the latest episodes like when we say to do something people do it <laughs> it's weird right which is wild as fuck maybe we should start like a satan cult <laughs> yeah we already do it's called the patreon yeah which you can become a money. member of pledge 666 <laughs> yeah holy shit if somebody did that that would like double how oh much we my make. god that'd be great <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> If you would like to become a patron of this show and support it, because uh, it's like one of the main ways I pay my bills, I'm sure Josh is the same way, uh, you can head on <laughs> over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you get access to our dope Discord, where they have sexy votes that you can vote on sexiness. Yeah. <laughs> You can get you get uh, wallpapers of a ton of episodes that have the logo gone, so you can use it as a cool wallpaper of our art, my art, yeah, but ours art. is in our podcast art, and uh, much much more. And at higher tiers, you get access to brand new podcasts like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where that tangent we just went on for an hour about Lord of the Rings and fantasy could yeah. be yours at any time. You could listen to it whenever. Sometimes it's about dogs. <laughs> Sometimes it is about dogs. We it's also supposed do, to be. It's supposed to be. We also do a Jeff and Josh talk over movies, which we should do another one of. We do need. We've only done one of those, so I we know. do need to do another. We're gonna it's, do Beastmaster Two. Beastmaster next. Two is. We're gonna skip the first one and go yeah, straight to two. You guys already know what happens in that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I would like thing. to say I would like to insert here that uh, we don't normally on the final episode of a collection, which this is. This is your boy Harker's Doppelganger's collection finale. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't usually tell what the next collection is going to be because you can find that on our Twitter as our pinned tweet at M Class Podcast. Uh, this time we're going to tell it is Josh Henderson's since he's yeah. he's the one who said we should I'm do the it. One. Sports collection. Sports! <laughs> so look forward to baseball, basketball, and bojutsu. <laughs> and whatever the fuck Seven of Nine does when she fights the rock. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that might be the only watchable episode of Voyager. <laughs> oh my god, are we gonna watch that episode? Oh my god. We're going to watch that episode. We're also going to watch uh, Take Me Out to the Holosuite. Yeah, that's a great episode. The DS9 episode. baseball episode. The Enterprise episode where they play basketball. For like one second. Yeah. For one second. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, there's not a whole lot of sports that last for more than a second in Star Trek, I found out. Yeah. And uh, also the um, episode with Ambo Jutsu from TNG. Oh, God. That one's not very good either. That one is hilarious once they start Ambo jutsu <laughs> I love... That's the thing with the mask and the... It's the American Gladiators, right? That's... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of the right one. It's then. like even worse American Gladiators, except American Gladiators was pretty dope. Yeah, it was fun. That, that show was cool. 
I wonder what did they bring that back? I feel like they for brought it back bit, for a yeah, while. In like 2010-ish, it came back. Damn, rest in peace, American Gladiators. It wasn't as good. It just never will be as there's, good. There's something very special about the 90s American Gladiators that you're never going to be able to recapture. I loved the the colors that the unitards of the contestants, they were like peach and oh, aqua yeah. blue. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, They're like all the colors you would find on like a 90s windbreaker. So 90s, like ridiculous. Anyway, so become a patron over our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And we also do another program called M Class Email, where we read and answer your emails, and it's 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 a hoot. We're gonna do it right after this. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's and, our last uh, Rich Masters. Oh, I'm so upset. I'm about not ready. This. I'm not ready. for I kind of don't want to do it so that we it'll never end. Like, does that well, then make it'll sense? already have been over? I, I just don't want it to end. <laughs> I don't want it to end either. He'll be back with more new things. I'm sure. All right. <laughs> Uh, you can send in your emails to mclassemail at gmail.com, all singular, as no, it's always been. That's always been that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to our cool program. I'd like to thank Josh Henderson for being my cool co host. Thanks, Jeff. I'd like to thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being, being a my friend. friend. Travel Talking to Star your Trek butt and, and back again. <laughs> I went a different direction, but that one works. You know what? They both work. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Peace. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
I'm mentally ill. 